Look at that. Like candles on a goddamn birthday cake. Now it's time to snuff them out. Here we go! If I can keep them split up like this... <laughs> this is gonna be a piece of cake. We have to remember our training! Link up with each other! Oh god, who was Stay that? Stay focused! And don't break from me! Chief, no! Guns in it! They're getting back into formation. I wish I could have had one last slice. Grandma's pies were the best. everybody, welcome to the live stream for episode 179 of Gundam at MAHQ. I'm Chris Guanche. And I'm Sober Ryu. So if you are listening to the recorded version, then this is not live for you. But for our <clears throat> live, live listeners, I want to apologize for the delay. That was entirely on my side caused by a simple computer restart that turned into an hour-long installation of Windows Anniversary Update. <laughs> Got caught by Microsoft. Sorry, yes. bro. It was a bad anniversary. Uh, <laughs> that's the anniversary present I wanted, ma'am. Yeah, so I'm finally here, and we are good to go. Awesome, man. So, so bro, uh, why don't you tell the peeps the... Um, information they should be using to interact with us during this live stream absolutely guys if you don't know already you're more than welcome to use the hashtag of gundam live 179 you can see it in the upper right hand corner of the screen and um if you uh, would like to submit a tweet whether it be a question about the show uh, the reviewing tonight or um if you want to bring up an observation of that or you want to add to the conversation by all means use that hashtag and you may have your tweet seen on the show tonight and uh, thanks for participating, guys. We already got a, a lot of good tweets already, man. It's going to be the shit tonight. Let's go. Back to you, Chris. Or, or it might just be shit. Oh, my God. It's always possible. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Had shit also, shows before. <laughs> also, uh, thanks, everyone, who's participating in the chat on YouTube. Absolutely. So, as we always do, we're going to open up with some news, so I am going to just walk right over to the Larry Key Memorial News Desk to read the listener-submitted topics on Neo's News. Woo-hoo! Yo, let's go! But, but wait a second. Oh, Your shit! Name is Chris. Who? How can you do what? the Neo's News? <laughs> what the hell? Yes, this is the disembodied voice coming to you from above. <laughs> I thought you were dead, damn it. Oh my god, no. he's back! I thought you were in a but- hole with Dennis. No, the, well, I kind of was. There were some holes <laughs> that Dennis would know about. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I am back. I am back in the states, everyone. Um, 
and uh, thank you for taking ownership of everything for a while, sober Chris. <laughs> I leave doing this show one way, and I come back doing it a different way. So um, I just want to say to everybody out there, um, uh, I will participate in this one, but <laughs> I still got to kind of kind of feel this out. So uh, Chris, uh, not to you know take any more of the spotlight away from you, I'll let you go and do the news, but do it well. Do the suspenders proud? Because oh. I have mine on right now, <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> so funny. So do I. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to be, uh, you know, true to the spirit of things. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, my friend. All right. So leading things off is a contribution from Vent Noir via the Anime News Network. Free Gundam model building lessons offered for Japanese children. <laughs> or maybe old men posing as children. Uh, like, like Tomino right there. <laughs> so it says here, hobby shops all across Japan will be offering free Gundam model building lessons to children in middle school or younger beginning on August 6th as part of a new promotional event. Participating children will learn how to build their own RX-78-2 Gundam and will be able to take their completed model home free of charge. Mm. A complete list of dates and locations for the Gundam model building lessons is available on the Bandai Hobby website. That's pretty cool, man. Your free Gunpla lessons and you get to take the Gunpla home? What is it, like a uh, uh, one, one two hundredth uh, scale? <laughs> You got to put it together with tweezers. <laughs> well, you have to remember, Bandai is always like your local uh, drug dealer on all these crime shows where they give them a little and then they come back wanting more. So mm-hmm. it's like you give them that free one, the one 500, and then they come back wanting the uh, Master Grade. So so will will there be like creepy dudes in, in glasses calling themselves the Majin? I think uh, are, so. Are we, are we at build fighters? <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, this picture of Tamino creepingly looking through the door <laughs> to children is—that's <laughs> enough for me. I, I, I see Amber Alert right here. <laughs> it just screams Amber Alert. Nice. Yo, shout out to Fred. He says, "Who wants to bet a bunch of neckbeards are gonna show up to these events <laughs> and pretend to be children?" Yo, I'm five. <laughs> It'll be like the, the like the the problem they have here in the U.S. with the little league. Every so often, when they find a kid that's like seventeen, he's supposed to be fourteen. <laughs> they make him they make him walk hunched so he, he appears yeah. smaller. Well, uh, you know, I my mother had a friend who was a cheapskate and would go to Orlando with her kids who, by this point, were like five or six, and she'd put them in strollers and wrap uh, blankets around them mm-hmm. so that only their faces were visible, wow. and pretend that they were toddlers, like two years old still, so they could get into Disney World for free. What? She was so stingy and didn't want to pay the tickets for her kids. God damn. <laughs> That's pretty gross. So anything is possible. <laughs> Straight comedy. All right, moving on. Our next item comes from contributor The Shade via Ollie Barter at Forbes. Mobile Suit Gundam Original Trilogy available for free legally online streaming until mid September. Hmm. Wow. Yes, so this is uh, blah, blah, blah. Was it Gundam.info that it's on? Oh, it's on Gundam.info, yeah. Yeah, which is also on U- accessible on YouTube. So Absolutely. Gundam.info, YouTube is your place to go for that. Exactly. Yeah, but 
but the um, but the trilogy cheats me out of the Gundam hammer. But it, it does, does give me but it does give me more gun cannon. But it cheats me out with of no gun sp- tank now. No space no. gun tank, yes. Yeah, I know, so... gun tank in space with those little treads going. They should have called so. it should have called the space gun tank the Rick gun and, tank. And and <laughs> you also get cheated out of all of the glorious instances of that Scooby Doo sounding seventies theme. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Play <laughs> dramatic moments. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Woo <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Oh my god, the soundtrack may be dated, but it still brings me home every time I hear it, man. But yo, this is fantastic news, man, for people who have, who people who have been exposed to like um some of the newer fare for Gundam, like uh, Gundam the Origin, for instance. Um, if you're watching that, or if you're watching uh even uh tonight's uh discussion of uh t- the tonight's subject of discussion, Thunderbolt, man. Um, if you guys are watching any of those, um, you guys can check out the original trilogy for Mobile Suit Gundam for free on the um on the old interwebs and be able to see pretty much what started it all. The movie trilogy is pretty uh pretty well done, even though it it I would definitely recommend people watching that over the tv show if i had to make a choice in the matter no you should watch both no of course you should but i'm just Support saying Bandai. if you if you want to get a taste of that that's, that's what i keep being <laughs> poked by by the guy sitting next to me the japanese guy next to me says watch both oh my god yo it must be tomino <laughs> no he has no rights to that <laughs> it's just a it's just a, a suit corporate suit <laughs> The corporate suit, man. Um, I yeah, man. Just check it out, man. If you guys have free time, man, watch that over on uh, YouTube.com/slash/GundamInfo. And next up is uh, the one that's rather ominous oh. from contributor Yokozuna Bulldozer via ANN, and this is new Mecha Cross Media IP Megaton Musashi announced by Level Five. Oh, our favorite. Which I I already. I already don't even want to know what this is. <laughs> Cross media IP mecha and level five. That, that's already giving me flashbacks to a certain show that shall not be named. Oh man, that's your favorite show though. <laughs> it rhymes with fundum rage. Oh, your fundum rage. <laughs> yeah, that, just just that title confuses me. So here's what it says here. Game mm-hmm. developer Level 5 announced a new cross-media project titled Megaton Musashi during its Level 5 Vision 2016 New Heroes presentation. <laughs> project includes TV anime and game collaboration with Shuisha's weekly Shonen Jump, Toys by Bandai, and an internet anime spinoff titled After School. The company also streamed an animated preview on YouTube. Story takes place after 90% of humanity is wiped out due to an invasion. Survivors live in a shelter where their lives are monitored and memories of the invasion erased. Three teenagers from the shelter are chosen to pilot three machines that combine to form the Musashi robot made out of a material named Megatronium Alloy. Oh, boy. The series will balance robot action with school life. Each different medium, game, anime, or other, will tell the story from the point of view of a different set of characters. The game will be an RPG with multiplayer features. The project is slated to begin summer 2017, though Level 5 did not specify if this is the anime game or some other aspect of the project. Hmm. Hasn't this been done before? Yeah, level nine. Sorry, level five has done this. Uh, yeah, they've done it. They've done it numerous times. Well, no, I'm just talking the story of ninety percent of humanity wiped out. Survivors live in a shelter. Oh, yeah. Then you got to 
three kids got to balance protecting the world and plus doing social studies homework. I mean, it's ap- been done, right? It's an apocalyptic tale as old as time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, I, I, it, I'm glad on, they're doing Sparrow, something. Spin it, spin I, it. I think the I think it's cool they're doing a super robot show. I think it may may fall. Is it- Mm-hmm. They've tried, they tried it before. It didn't work out well. Oh, did they try a super robot show, or you mean Gundam uh, Age? Because I mean Gun- Gundam Age. I mean, I, yeah, they 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 botched that. I'm I'll be straight up. That was uh, not that it didn't work Watch out well for anyone. Oh my god. Well, I'll, I'll take the hit. But yeah, um, at least for Super Robot Wall ro- phone, show. Dude. Oh yeah, shoot. I'm sorry. Um, I do think that it should. Uh, it may pan out better for them, I think, on in the in the long run, because they 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 do flights of fancy very well, I think, and uh, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I just hope it gets uh, sent. I hope it gets uh, tra- translated. It'd be nice to see that. So I'll pass. I, I will not even give them the doubt of the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> it's bullshit. And I'll be Switzerland on this one because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Oh, so bro, it's it's time for the sirens. No way! Oh shit! Sirens. Michael Bay. Michael One of the favorite things oh of all this. Yo, it's that time, huh? Let go ahead, take it away, sir. It is time for the Sir Bay news alert. No, it's been oh, too. Yes. What is it? <laughs> this comes from Philly Gundam fan via Collider.com. Is a new poster for Transformers The Last Night. Ooh. Yeah. It says here the long lead marketing campaign for Transformers The Last Night continues as the first poster banner for the fifth Transformers movie has been released online. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay returns to the director's chair for a fifth go around with the robots in disguise with Mark Wahlberg's inventor, Kate Yeager. That's <laughs> me, guys. Returning to further battle and or team up with the titular Transformers, the explosions and destruction run rampant in their wake. Oh, awesome. The debut poster actually has a pretty neat throwback vibe to it, featuring Optimus Prime front and center, ready to battle with something. There you go, guys. <laughs> so let me, I, I need to ask this, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cade, are, are, are you going to find anything in this movie like you did the last time? I'm going to find out I'm a robosexual if that's what you mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to find my daughter's chastity belt. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's been lost for years. Oh there. Unless somehow someone hits me with a pocket-sized Romeo and Juliet weight laws summary, <laughs> and I can't do anything, can I? Especially in Texas, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that chastity belt's been obliterated. Can't you see guys some in some hamburgers, maybe mm-hmm. some cheeseburgers, and some curly fries? I think what made it bad was that dude was uh, he was from Australia, wasn't he? That your your uh, your girl, your daughter's uh, boyfriend wasn't he Australian? He's not an Australian. I think he's I think he's foreign. I know that much, but he played an American in the movie, if I recall. Um, uh, I, I thought he had an accent there. For you know, you know what? His acting sucked anyway, so. <laughs> All that matters is that you guys buy some new juicy burgers. There you go. They're delicious. Wall burgers, man. Wall burgers, they're delicious. Hey, they're man, good. why don't you cater the show, bro? We could have had some in the green room, man. Way to go, my, uh, Mark Mark Wahlberg, man, you cheap bastard. <laughs> do, you, do, you have a, do you have any, like, Vietnamese burgers or anything like that, oh, uh, damn. Mark Wahlberg? Well, what, what, what do you think this is, huh? 
<laughs> made out of money or made out of burgers, just burgers growing on trees to give out to you mooches. I thought I thought I thought Mark was gonna say, What? No <laughs> <laughs> No burgers oh, for you. <laughs> okay, so what's what's the over and under on uh Transformers last night making a billion? I, I say it's gonna make one point one five. Well, China's gonna be about a third of the gross, so yeah, they're gonna make one. They're gonna make over a billion. I don't care what the input. China's, China's gonna be most of it because the fourth movie did not do so well domestically. Doesn't matter. Yeah, aggregate, man, aggregate. That's what we go by. We're a global community now. <laughs> I'm sure it will hit a billion. Beyond that, I don't particularly care. Man, yeah. Once again, survey making dreams possible. Man. Making making fanboys cry. <laughs> dreams for for Chinese financiers possible. I I will say this poster looks fantastic. I just I just yeah. know the poster looks better than probably what the movie will be. I wish uh, I wish on the 30th anniversary <laughs> Blu-ray of Transformers the movie they had Sir Bay do an audio commentary. No, we're like, good. What he what he would have done <laughs> in this thing. You're like there needs to be more explosions. <laughs> like you see Prime turning gray, I would have had him turn gray and then blow up. There's not Jeez. enough hot women in this. <laughs> you were all the hot women. <laughs> can, can we reanimate it and put Carly in a bikini? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no way. Oh, my hey, God. It works. Well, it's coming whether we want it or not. <laughs> see you next summer, Transformers. Well, you know what? Somebody mm-hmm. must want it because people still go and see these stupid movies. Yeah. So. Yeah, they do. They do. Which, by the way, you know, pre-order that uh, 30th anniversary Blu-ray. It looks pretty damn nice. Yeah, they got a lot of cool extras on it, too. Like, a lot of the voice actors that played the characters. They got you know a lot you of want movies. to. You know you want the touch. You I, know you I want do. the power. I do, man. <laughs> Did they remaster that song? <laughs> <laughs> they gave it a 4K. Touch. <laughs> they gave it a 4K treatment. I know that much. I got Ooh. the power. <laughs> the, the power of my alien rifle that makes me feel like I'm between former. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Maybe when I get my 4K TV here in a little bit, that'll be my first thing. Not really. You don't want to see me in 4K? No. <laughs> you want to see my face in 4K? No, I, I, did, I did have a glorious thing, though, when I came back. I saw that now that Bad Boys 2 is on Blu-ray with Bad Boys 1. Oh, that, finally. That was a fucking tremendous moment. I can say fuck, right? I'm not in Bad Boys 1 or 2. No, you're not. But I'm in Transformers. You could be in number 3. We could do oh, cross gener. We could do cross universe in that. Oh my god! You imagine a bad boys Transformers uni- cro- universe crossover? How amazing would that be? Mike Lowry against freaking Ironhide. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Ironhide. I was, I was also in Pain and Gain with the Walk. With the, I know with the Walk. He's a cool guy. Who's what now? Calling all the people, all the all the males, all the male stars of Fast and the Furious candy asses. <laughs> funny story. Funny story. It's funny. He, he brought that up. He tried to be slick about not naming who it was, right? But uh, yeah, all Vin the Diesel. all the word all the word from the set is this fucking Vin Diesel that The Rock called out of being a, a fucking jabroni and a candy ass on the set. It used to be cool as fuck. I mean, what happened? <laughs> yo, yo, Vin, you need to step it up, man. The Rock's calling you a bitch. Oh my god, dude! Uh, you you, you, you messing cell. up? That's what I'm saying. Hell Yo, yes, I see what he did there. He's trying yeah. to get he's trying to get the next match set up at WrestleMania. Let's go! <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Uh, Yo, shout out to Yazi real quick. He hit us up with this. Uh, let's see here. Um, he hit us up with uh, a little tweet here. He says, uh, "Cade Yeager flipping burgers in Detroit." Shows a picture of. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mark Wahlberg right here. Was Mark Wahlberg in Detroit? Yeah, yeah apparently opened up a new uh, Wahlburgers, man. Yo, Mark, you've been busy, bro. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot that he has a, he has a burger place, right? Yes, yes he does. Yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty much what he was talking about, burgers. Is <laughs> anybody eating at it? Uh, yeah, they, they, they seem to be a, a, a chain that's uh, doing somewhat well. They're uh, not in South Florida, so that's I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Right, man. What? No. <laughs> There's fifteen thousand burger places where I live, so it's man. like it doesn't matter at this point. Yo, Yazi says that happened today, and um, yo, real quick, um, I have a question from Twitter for you, Neo. Um, I don't know if uh if you've got the chance to watch it yet, but um. Here goes nothing. What was Neo's opinion of Iron Blooded Orphans? Uh, it's asked by Shellcod X on Twitter. Have you had the chance to finish the show yet? Or I'll... yeah, actually, it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. But I will defer my answer to a later time. Oh, look at this guy! Yeah, All I right. learned some things overseas. Oh, I learned oh. how to do. I learned how to do the tease. The tease. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Shellcod for that. I'll, I'll talk about it. It, it was good, but I'll, I'll talk about an extended thing. I don't want to take any more time away from Chris. Nice. Well, I expect the same answer for this one where they say, Neo, can we get your thoughts on IBO and the first half of Macross Delta? Um, but I, I haven't seen Macross Delta. Oh, okay, okay. Because his other question was, do you like or dislike Freya? I had a bet going that you're going to hate her so much, but uh, you haven't seen the show yet, so I'm going to leave that alone. If, if Freya's like, what's her face? Then, yeah, it's in Cheryl forever. Uh, That's I'm, what I go by. Any, any chick like Cheryl, I'll I'm good with, but anybody not like her, like Ronka, mm-hmm. they can suck these. Oh, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't had a chance to. Um, I was telling these guys offline, uh, mm-hmm. streaming was um, not an issue where I was at, but when it came to like anything like a torrent, you know, and I, to be honest with you, I really didn't look that hard for Macross Delta, yeah. uh, but everything I looked for was on a torrent and Downloading was just kind of a pain out there, so but I, I will catch up. So Macross Delta shit anyway, Robotech forever. Robotech. Yeah, well I mean that's true. Robotech Masters forever actually. So Robotech live action coming at you. Nice. What is that happening? Is that still going on? Are they still talking about that? Yo, J- James. <laughs> James Wan. He's uh he's he's still slated to direct it, but he needs something to do, right? Or doesn't he? <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> Need some work, right? Yeah. Um. I don't know if it's still going on or not, but uh, they keep talking about it. So I, I, I'm sure it'll still be in development hell for another 20 years before we see it. God, I'll be shocked if it's not because uh, it hasn't made any movement since they since they announced it so many years ago. But man. Anyway, that's that's enough about that movie. Oh. So, yeah. That uh, that wraps up all of the news that we have. So please submit. More in the Neo's Listener Submitted News topic. And next episode, it'll be read by Neo himself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that you kept the title of it. I'm glad it didn't become like, uh, you know, Chris's Crucible for News news Excellence or something like that. Or, you know. But th- thank you for remembering me. That's right. We kept you in memoriam, sir. <laughs> good thing you've returned from the nether realms. It's good to have you back, man. My hat. Yeah. My, my, if anything, it feels like we're back at home now, man. It's it, no no more away missions. We are 
thank goodness um shout outs real quick to mahq.net that's where the magic happens make sure to pay them a visit if you've never been there before hit the follow button over there i'm sorry the subscription um the make it one of your favorite websites in your browser <laughs> and <laughs> Bookmark it. Uh, book there you go. God dang, I can't even talk tonight. Mechatalk.net is the official forms of MHQ, and you guys know all the other sites. I'll make sure to uh, plug those all uh, before we uh, close out the episode tonight. But um, anything you guys wanted to mention before we jump into our main discussion? No, let's uh, get to the main event that people yeah. are waiting for is oh. to, to, to hear us talk about Gundam Thunderbolt. Oh my God, yo, Chris sounds excited, y'all. Yo, welcome. I'm so so excited and i just can't hide it you know, also real quick uh happy birthday to none other than longtime listener the hod i wanted to uh, wish him a happy birthday and uh, uh let him know that uh it, we've always appreciated your feedback on the show and thank you so much for listening and happy birthday to anybody else whose birthday is out there today uh thanks thanks for listening and tuning into the stream as well and uh we're gonna get into our discussion of uh mobile suit gundam thunderbolt not only the uh manga where we're going to be covering volumes one through seven but we're also going to be uh covering the movie first actually the ova movie that dropped recently called december sky now uh for those who don't know december sky actually uh is uh an ad- adaptation of the manga that came out uh several years ago that uh is uh an adaptation with the broad strokes from volumes 1 through 3 with a little bit from volume 4 leading all the way up to chapter 33 also want to give a big thank you to someone who's in the chat right now also deacon blues who um who localized uh the translation for uh, Gundam Thunderbolt that we pretty much partook in reading for the manga. So shout out to Deacon Blues for being in the chat today over from Zionic Translations. Give him uh, give him a look-see over on his website as well. And um, we'll talk about December Sky first, just to give a, a brief overview of Thunderbolt. I'm going to make this real quick. Before uh, you begin, yeah. I'm disappointed to see that December Sky was not released in December, but I think it was said <laughs> February. So that's that's one strike against it. One strike. <laughs> Already screwing up. Disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> to make <laughs> that was a bait and switch. What they call an advertising there. I was like December sky. It's not December. It's February. What? Go Li- ahead. Liars. <laughs> but to make a long story short, it this uh this series takes place. It starts off in the be uh, in the late. Uh, the late months of the One Year War. It focuses on two main characters. Uh, One Year War. (laughs) (laughs) It focuses on a a gung-ho Federation pilot with a penchant for mobile suit piloting and and battlefield murder. His name is E.O. Fleming. Uh, He's born with a silver spoon in his mouth and uh, he is there to help avenge the destruction of Side 4. Uh, more, uh, the more Brotherhood uh, used to be in charge of Side 4 before uh, the colonies were destroyed in the onslaught of the One-Year War. And the Federation has sent troops back there with the funding or the uh, support of the more Brotherhood to win back their homeland. Um, on the other side of the conflict, you have uh, Daryl Lawrence. And he is uh, a sniper with the Xeon forces, uh, part of a group called the... Um, uh, the Living Dead Squadron, and they consist of members <laughs> that commanded have... by General George Romero. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they consist of <laughs> Federation brains. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw that, I had to laugh. <laughs> I was waiting for the. I was waiting for some Japanese humor on that one. Like, wait, it's got to be General George Romero. 
<laughs> they missed an opportunity. I wish there was a Romero reference in there. I don't know why there wasn't. That that that's unfortunate. But uh, he's with the he's with the Living Dead Squadron, which is made up mostly of paraplegic sh- soldiers that were injured in the war so far on the Zeon side, and they're given cybernetic implants and par- and prosthetics in order to be able to continue piloting their mobile suits, and also um, the, the technology that allows Daryl to pilot the uh, the mobile suit that he uses later on in the series uh, is greatly advantaged by the fact that he doesn't have limbs at that point in time. He's able to connect directly to it, and a rivalry begins between those two men uh where they're both on a quest to kill each other on the battlefield and to see who's bet one who is better than the other a lot of other stuff happens we're going to get into it by opening up the discussion <laughs> and we're going to first get into first impressions of thunderbolt uh december sky uh i'm going to turn it over to neo and see what his first impressions are and then we'll get into the positives of uh the december sky neo what are some of your uh, first impressions leading into your positives that you well, enjoyed? I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I haven't really kept track of stuff. So I watched this uh, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, first impressions. Hey, it's one year war. It's uh, Universal Century. Um, you know, it's a, it's a different part of the battlefield that we hadn't seen before. Um, yeah, it was interesting take on using uh, disabled soldiers and and giving them kind of a second chance. Um, but um, I'll go into other stuff. So that was kind of my. But it, but it was very well done uh, when it comes to animated. Um, you know, it 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 it, it looked well. Um, you know, but. I'll just kind of go from there on first impressions. We'll, get, we'll go into other things. Sure. So I don't want to go too much into that. So, Chris, what, what are some of your first impressions as well? Well, you gave a lot of your first impressions when we actually talked about the uh, OVA, uh, first OVA for uh, Thunderbolt. But any, uh, any, other for, any other impressions you wanted to give and any positives you wanted to give on this series, uh, at least the, OV, the OVA movie? Uh, ugly people. <laughs> oh, damn! Is that a positive or just a? Uh, oh yeah, just just an impression. Uh, ugly character designs that are just not appealing in any way, shape, or form. Wow! Uh, yeah, I, I, I jazz, jazz, jazz. Mm-hmm. A little too much. Uh, Kleenex. Mm. This should have been a sponsor for Christ's sakes. Space Kleenex. Yeah. Narconon was needed. What the- yes. <laughs> Jeez. Claudia needed Narconon. You mean she needed to get that first chip? Yo, she was taking that space, uh, <laughs> that space heroin. <laughs> Maybe she's gotten some uh, space tic tacs from. Uh, yeah. Oh, from that one dude. Guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she was doing space meth provided by Space Heisenberg. Oh damn! <laughs> the real danger. It's so blue. <laughs> oh my god! Your bright star song says the Fetty Kid, the Fetty Kid Cannon fodder were pretty cute. Oh damn. <laughs> Oh yeah, right. Oh, they 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 definitely pulled from uh from the young ranks, man. Holy shit! But uh, shit. All right. uh <laughs> positives. Uh, yeah. Well animated. Mm-hmm. Um, at parts interesting soundtrack. Unfortunately, in other parts grading, so that's not a positive. Yeah. Uh, and uh, lots of mobile suit porn. That's that's it. Oh well, shit. Yeah. yeah. Go uh, ahead. Oh, I was gonna do oh, my positives. Yeah, so. by all means, go for it. Um. Yeah, I, I got to say it was really, really well animated. Uh, it showed a different part of the battlefield in the One Year War. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo, shout out to Lawrence Tubbs who says the dub was nice. I actually watched this dub, dubbed, um, as opposed to uh, the OVAs, which I watched in the original Japanese. But yeah, I enjoyed the dub for this too. Um, all, all the voice actors brought it. Um, that was one of the positives for me. Um, I, I looked at both. Is, was he called Ian Fleming in the dub? I think or was he still Io Fleming? I think it's Io. Because it kept saying, seeming, seeming to me like Ian Fleming. I'm like, wait a second. Shouldn't he be buying a typewriter? No, no doubt. <laughs> And and wearing tuxes to uh to the train station. <laughs> I mean, Jamaica was spared during the one year war, wasn't it? Caribbean. I would imagine, yeah. yeah. Such a small. They had to really go out of their way to go after some Jamaicans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's where he wrote a lot of the good stories of James Bond. Yeah, was in his. I forget what it's called. Chris would probably know because he's a writer. But um, because I think one of his Ian Fleming's actual like little man caves that he wrote everything with and and jamaica was called one i think goldfinger or something i don't know i i may be talking on my ass but <laughs> hey, go ahead Solbro. well i it, and i'm I'm, a, I'm wondering if his actual naming convention was actually uh based on ian fleming for eo fleming um yeah, it could be but uh going back into it the, yes it's definitely well produced uh, i love the animation some of the music is really cool i i wish actually uh, I'll, you know, I'll save that. For, I'll save it for my negatives. But um, I did enjoy the production behind this and uh, the fact that even though I, I read the manga as well, and the characters may come off ugly, they look really good in animation. I would have to say, um, I'm, I'm not as opposed to the animation, the, the character design looking as, as some. Uh, <laughs> but I heard nothing but people complaining about how bad the characters look, and it's like uh, I've seen worse. <laughs> I mean, it's not like initial D bad, but oh, it's yeah. not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh gosh. shit! Um, uh, other than that, I like the setting. I love the setting of this series, at least in the beginning. Where you this one year war mm-hmm. side four destroyed destroyed colonies exactly pretty easy. Yeah, but I mean, they 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 went into it in a way that I not hadn't seen it done in any other Gundam series, where we lingered in this area for a while, and they were able to take advantage of the terrain, um, going in and out these dead colonies. This one's and, a real colony. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually wonder if he was the father of the guy that uh, was the real rock guy. Oh no, he couldn't have been because he was Federation. So. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. it. Unfortunately. He wasn't, but um, the, the the kind of the um, the idiosyncrasies of of combat in an area like that, like um, the battle where Eo uh, fights the um, the three the three pilots in uh, the Living Dead Squadron. We're talking uh, um, Sean and Daryl, and I forget the other gentleman's name, the older gentleman, and he uses Sean as a uh, as a as a human shield. <laughs> As he's flying at uh at at Daryl, I, I thought that I, I, the staging of that that fight scene, as well as all the other fight scenes, are very well done in this, and outdo the manga, of course. The manga is kind of like the the storyboard, but they really brought it to life very well, especially how the OVAs start out, and then the kind of the interstitials between each chapter of the uh, the movie where they introduce you back into the battlefield and you see all the action taking place. There's some areas where the animation's a little uh, little uh, little choppy, but that I, I I attribute that to an ONA budget. Um but overall I think it's a it's a pretty uh slick looking production and uh I I've really enjoyed watching this movie. But um uh I guess that's our positives, man. Uh let's uh let's get into those negatives. Uh let, I'll start with uh I'll start with the one and only Chris. 
because uh, I know he's got some uh, some things to say about this. <laughs> How uh, much time do we have? <laughs> Chris, take it away, sir. Uh, what are some of your negatives for this? Uh, pretty much all the characters. I didn't find any of them interesting. Uh, Eo was just uh, pampered and, and then later mm-hmm. bloodthirsty maniac. And I didn't find his background particularly compelling of, oh, his dad was the mayor of side four and committed suicide and mm-hmm. boohoo how sad and he only finds meaning for his life in the battlefield like oh my god how many of these freaking guys have we seen before uh daryl is just also completely bland not someone who has any kind of personality and then like just randomly is in love with carla mm-hmm. um the other characters are just total background fodder uh Claudia is a drug addict who has no respect in her crew and obviously uh, brings her problems later on when uh, her first officer turns on her and shoots her because <laughs> he's just so revolted by her. Yeah, he's pretty bitter. So the biggest problem I have is the length, which is so little time overall is spent on these characters that you just don't really give a shit about any of them. Mm-hmm. Like, um, am I supposed to care that EO is broken? Am I supposed to care about Daryl's plight and that of all the other living dead people? I mean, what what does any of this matter? And the setting for the story also just seems ridiculous. Like, what is the point of them fighting over all of these uh, ruins of colonies and space debris? Like, what what's the strategic significance other than just the fact that they keep insisting that they have to? Yeah, it's more so a pride thing, and I think that's pretty dumb. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's I mean, like, it's just let the, it go. It's like a pointless, like, there's no strategic value to this. And if it's even yeah. something like, oh, you know, we want to disrupt Xeon supply lines, like, why even send anything through there? You can just go around it. It just makes no sense whatsoever. You know, it, it, if you're going to insist that you have to go through there as a certain... Vulcan science officer would say that's two-dimensional thinking. Oh, shit. (laughs) So that makes no sense whatsoever and is just completely discredited. Shout-outs to Deacon Blues who says uh, the area was a supply route for the Xeon. Uh, Which is Mm -hmm. dumb. (laughs) Well, it gives a strategic value, man. (laughs) Maybe dumb. Dumb strategic value. It does, but but mm -hmm. why would you waste a Gundam, a prototype Gundam, on Mm -hmm. doing supply run hits? Like I, that was kind of the thing I got with it too. Is okay. I get that these are the Federation forces are made up of people that lived inside four, and they're pissed off because yeah. their area got blown up. But outside of that, why would you put a prototype into that area? You can get away doing hit and run attacks with GMs and and balls and all that. I get the whole thing about. And I, I'm also with Chris about the whole thing about the disabled soldiers. It would have been nice if they said, like, we got to try to do this because maybe it gave more of an insight of if they get more insight of, like, how dire the manpower effort in Xeon was. Like, OK, we're trying this because it's really this bad. Like, we don't have any more people if the Fabalku goes down or we survive it or whatever it might be. Um, we need to be able to do something. It just it didn't mean anything. It's like, okay, this is sad. It's kind of interesting because for once we see disabled soldiers, we never really mm-hmm. saw disabled soldiers in any prior Gundams manga or 
you see or anything like that where they really were doing anything. But once again, old Kelly Lazner, old Kelly Lazner. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it, it, it really is what, why would you go about doing this? Why all the resources that they're putting in? I mean, Xeon's doing, um, you know, they're doing experimental trials with the Living Dead Force. Mm-hmm. And once again, you're using a Gundam, a proto. And, okay, <laughs> this is the big issue I had with this. Good. And, and let, I it, get, let it out. Well, I get, okay, I've always liked with the side stories they'll show there were other Gundams outside of the original RX 78 2, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But this one seems so out of place. Because it's got all these attachments and it's got, you know, I'm like, wait a second. We still have to kind of ground this into the reality of, like, UC0079. I get that, I get that we were, uh, you know, first Gundam was done in 1979, so things have progressed and all that. And we've gotten that. But a lot of the stuff that's happened after that still kind of grounded in reality where there's still kind of limitations this thing, I mean, the freaking RX-78, what is it, the R- RA or something, whatever the hell it Full is. Full armor. Full armor. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing is like, th- this, this, is a, this is a Titans. Uh, <laughs> this is a Titans era one. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, and, and I get it because you can sit there and say, okay, this is at the end of everything, but at the end of the one-year war. But if we look at the lore of the Universal Century, we saw that because of the end of the, uh, the, end of the one-year war and getting the Xeon technology, that's what propagated all of the advanced mobile suits in the Titans era. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, and, and I hate to be like this because it's making me sound like such a nitpicky bastard, but I'm sitting there going, <laughs> this Gundam seems way out of place for what we're dealing with here. And even the Zaku seemed like it to a point. And, and I'm like, oh, the Psycho system, the, the Psycho P reuse system also seems way ahead of its time for this era. Uh, well, <laughs> here's the other issue that I have with this mm-hmm. is the full armor has got all this stuff going on. Yeah. Why the hell wouldn't you give it to a guy called Armor O'Ray, <laughs> who's a proven ace, who's got the Xeon scared shitless because he's a new type and all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. Why would you still have him use good old Optimus Prime when <laughs> this thing, and you give it to what some douchebag named Io that's just a bloodthirsty murderer? I yeah, mean, Amuro's good with uh, you know a flying tank. It's cool. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just sitting there and I'm, Bird, I'm looking. Tank plane thing is is good enough, right? Yeah. It, and 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 I get you can sit there and say, well, how would they get it to him? They got a lot of other stuff to the white base and some really crazy things. And and I get it. I mean, I'm talk. I know we're talking thirty, forty years after the fact, mm-hmm. but still, if we're gonna make this a side story, let's still kind of keep it in everything here, where it's like, okay, we can make it a little bit more detail, make them a little bit more cooler looking, yeah. but let's not make them where this is UC ninety six stuff in UC seventy nine, and that was my big thing of it. And even the GMs were the same way; they all had the attachments on them, and I'm just like. What, what this doesn't seem like one year war stuff uh you know 
I don't know. That, that's just me. And and well, and and of course it gets worse in the manga when we get to the Atlas. Oh, oh that's that's a story sorry. for a few minutes from now. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, I agree pretty much with a lot of what you guys are saying. Um, I, I will say that I I got I got to me the unlikable characters. I thought was the point though. I thought that the character the author kind of went out of his way to make everybody have some kind of uh, disposition that you just. You don't latch on to these people because they are the product of war. It's unnecessarily grim dark of like yeah. war is so hard. I'm gonna cut my wrists. Oh, there's yeah, so much edge here. But you can have people that are ugly and mm-hmm. that have a lot of warts to them. Yeah. But you can still make them compelling. Yeah. And that was the thing is like none of these people were compelling. Okay. Maybe they were awful people that, mm-hmm. you know, Claudia's a drug addict, I was a but there was nothing about them that even a moment where you're just like, oh, I get this, or you know, they're a pro- or you know, Claudia is a product of this because yeah. this or this happened. They never just took. All they had to do was just one little step back. You didn't. You didn't even have to like go and do a whole dissertation of like how he was born and he brought up the. You just got to go like one little, one little moment. This is okay. This is what happened. This was a turning point. And you don't get it, so in the end, you just don't care. It's even with like um, Daryl and Kara. It's like okay, her dad had a fake hand. He was a poor <laughs> combat guy that lost his legs, and he, yeah. he, you know, he's. And once again, it just shows you the idiocy of some of the Zeon. They were some of them were just so brainwashed into, you know, this guy loses his legs, and then and then next thing you know, they're like. We want you to be part of this thing. He loses his hand, and then they do the whole RoboCop thing, and you got to lose the other hand to do the, <laughs> you know, to drive this, the the Zaku. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, in the end, what were you going to be? Because because I think part of the problem is is we know that with Gear and Zabi, the whole idea behind the Zabis, they didn't want people like. Daryl and, and the living dead people around. They, those would have been the first people they would have executed if they would have won the war. Because they didn't want them, because they saw them as ge- genetic, you know, misfits and stuff like that. You don't, even though they lost their limbs in combat, they don't want those people because that wasn't their ideal of the perfect space noid or the, uh, uh, you know, the new type. I'm glad so. you brought that up actually, because I found that kind of a, a misleading thing when, uh, in the manga specifically, when they show them meeting uh, Girin Zabi in the anime, they significantly took that out. They actually replaced them with just generic people. But you remember in the manga when you're reading it uh, from start to finish, when they're getting their awards for their job well done on the battlefield. It's Giren Zabi that's actually uh, talking to them and presenting them with the medals and all that stuff. And it's like he would have never even acknowledged these people because he's all about new yeah. types and 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 per- well, he's all about he's about the next evolu- evolution of mankind and all that. Well, stuff. he wasn't so. he wasn't he he wasn't about that. He was all about his James Bond super weapons. Yeah, yeah. or like the Dolos and the. Uh, colony laser but, but he also yeah. admired adolf hitler as he had that speech with his father somewhere in uh, in the series so yeah but yeah. i mean he wasn't he wasn't but it but also too do you really want to show guys that lose limbs because it means that you know that's that's kind of a you know it's not a it's not a rallying type thing but mm-hmm. I, I i don't know i just i that was kind of like the biggest thing to me was just and i get it because they need to sell models yeah. So of course they want to make the Gundam. They don't want to just make it boring. It's it's 2016. You get you got to keep this thing going. But kind of, <laughs> I, I think in previous iterations of side stories in the One Year War, 
flawed or not, they've done a better job of kind of <laughs> keeping it in within what we know of Gundam, of first Gundam. This one, it was just like, I didn't, you know, outside of them saying Federation Xeon and it's the one-year war, you really didn't know it was UC-79. Yeah. Also, uh, why did the Xeon have such horrible, like, medieval-level uh, prosthetics? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get that either. Like that's those those things look worse than what we have now. <laughs> yeah, and Damn. what we had for a while, like they're like just primitive claws that make no sense when you have advanced mobile suits. Like you, you can't have like a decent prosthetic with yeah, five you, fingers that that functions like a real hand. You, you, you know, can make you can make a miniature fusion nuclear reactor mm-hmm. to power a mobile suit. Yet you can't make a a. Uh, a prosthetic hand that doesn't look like, you know, a second generation pirate's thing. claw. Pirate's claw. Because the one that one that one commander, where they're at the briefing, he's got he's got the claw up there. And I'm like, what? Do do you is think that's that, just ironic? Is he just trying to be ironic or something? Because nah. he's like ship's captain, and I need a claw. I think that may have something to do with the kind of the aesthetic they were trying to keep along. Because not only did the music sound Stupid like it was aesthetic, well. I, <laughs> It, it, it not only did they try to keep music kind of in the in the forty, sorry, in the in the era of like the late forties, fifties, and early sixties, but if you look at like some of the technology they were using, yeah, there were iPhones in it and all that shit too. But if you look at the radios they were using, they were kind of throwback retro type stuff that they were using in in the in the show, and it kind of had a retro feel, I think, to kind of fit in with. Uh, the one year war to kind of make it look like it was a, a dated time. I, I think, and that's the reason why the prosthetics but here, but may have the kind of had a retro why don't you, too. Why don't you make it within the one year war? Yeah. I mean, you could tell that story. And it, I, and I do think it's kind of interesting that Zeon is using some type of special unit used of disabled soldiers to try to bolster their mobile suit forces. But once again, they never communicated why, why that's needed or why anybody really should care. And then the, but and then again, everything is so fantastic. It's like, does Armoro beat Io? He does because he's Armoro. But in the end, it's like if you have that freaking advanced of a mobile. I mean, for God's sakes, they were trying to get the Alex to freaking Armoro, but Zeon had a different story, you know, that prevented it from him. Mm-hmm. Why would you? That was my biggest thing. It's just kind of keep it within what we're looking at. If you want to make this a completely different. Gundam thing, or if you if they if they made this part of like UC nineties, then it would have made a little bit more sense when it comes to the technology. But in this one, I just didn't get the I I, I didn't feel like I was in the one year war. That was my big thing. I needed to kind of feel that because the one year war it was advance of technology, and but they still had limitations. I mean, the Arc seventy eight two was amazing weapon, but it still had limitations. You know. <laughs> The freaking full armor's got none of those. Yeah. I mean, it, it's got it's got stuff that even I don't even think the Mark II or even the Zeta could do. Oh my God! Yo, shout out to Amani, Amani Marks who says because the author doesn't give a shit. It's basically his own vision for what the first Gundam and the follow-ups are like, which is part of what I think is a major problem with the work. Um, that kind of leads into my major problem with it is it seems like it seems like too much wish fulfillment for what a, a Gundam series would be for like a big time UC fan. I actually I wouldn't say I, it, a lot of the, what appeared in this I actually dug because it's things I've always wanted to see like the grittiness and the uh, and the grizzled pilots. Um, I never thought of uh, of of, of uh, paraplegics being utilized in war because usually if you get injured in war like that, they send you home. 
you know, but in this, they have a special division that keeps the people going because Zeon was so tight on people. I guess they but were desperate enough to do but, this. But you're assuming that. Yeah. You, do, you don't know that. Like that mm-hmm. Once again, that's what I'm saying is all they, you could have just put in a line of, a line of, um, a line of dialogue just saying, thank God for the living dead. If the living dead thing works out, this will help bolster our faltering pilot things. Mm-hmm. That you, there's no reason we don't know why they're even doing this. Why would you put all that money and effort? And I know the Xeon were stupid and they were trying for stupid super weapons, but in the end, what is this super weapon really makes no sense. There are other ones that were all pie in the sky type of things, but using disabled pilots to do what you can get able bio pilots to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it would almost make sense just to take a bunch of, rookies and put them in a bunch of zaku ones and twos and see who fares out of it and then give them the upgraded unit because that's what they were doing anyways at that point once they were losing the good pilots so it it just i don't know it 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 didn't it didn't i don't know what it was trying to do (laughs) i think it was just i think it was just an aspect that sell models yeah i think sunrise has uh drawn from the well just one too, one many, too many damn many times. times of here's some Xeon ridiculous super weapon that, you know, could turn the tide of the entire war. Yeah. And it works. <laughs> and then obviously it doesn't because it can't. So it won't. So it's like, oh my, how many freaking times are we going to go through this with some other ridiculous super weapon that could change everything when we know it won't change anything? Yeah. that's And, and, and the thing is, is, this is even a bigger stretch because at least the other ones, there was some big gun or some big crazy weapon. This was a bunch of guys trying to pilot it, you know, or sniping, um, you know, using old mobile suits and stuff like that or that are retrofitted for disabled people. It made no sense. I mean, it just... I Not even that retrofitted as as we see in the uh, epilogue right. of um, of the movie that uh, Daryl struggles with his stupid claw yeah. to pilot a regular Gelgoog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he's not yeah. jacked directly in, he's pretty screwed. <laughs> I have it's like, oops, not doing so well now, huh, oh, buddy? Oh, <laughs> missing those hands, huh? Yeah, the sacrifices people make. Uh, we got a pretty nice critique here from Raw to Raw on Twitter, and uh, he writes, uh, "Been pondering th- this a while, but do you think that Thunderbolt is what happens when the fan focuses too much on parts of a work?" Uh, and what I mean by that is as neat as the manga and the OVA were, it reminds me a lot of the mindset that a lot of Gundam, Gundam fans have. Uh, that being that they like UC for the grittiness and don't want to engage with things like the new types, which in, uh, which in my honest opinion, uh, uh is the heart. Um, Gundam is a story about human potential for better or for worse, as much as it is a war story and some just want the war. Uh, Gundam Unicorn, for all its issues, felt like it stayed true to the heart of UC. So Thunderbolt is like 0083 to its 0080. Oh, damn. Nice. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that because I just think Thunderbolt was just like Chris said. It's what, it's just sunrise going to the well one more time of we're mm-hmm. going to give you one more side story in the one year war and there's going to be some crazy thing that Zeon's going to try yeah. that there and, and then, Luckily, the Federation forces has another Gundam prototype sitting around that we won't give to the best pilot. You know, I mean, 
like I said, at least with the Alex, we knew that thing was going to him. It was just Z- those Zeon guys had a different, you know, they, they were trying to prevent it. This, it's like, why would you give this to this guy? This should immediately go to <laughs> go to Almiron? the Autonomous Squadron. I just, mean, just like the Alex should have gone to, gone to there too, instead of uh, being well, tested the, for as the, long as it was. Yeah, there was no, a reason but the, that. But the, yeah, the Alex was prevented because mm-hmm. Zeon attacked. Absolutely. But this one, it's just like it, it's. I think it's just going to the well one too many times. I think. Man. I think go. I think you have a. There's interesting things on this because you have a different story. You have the disabled troops. I I get that, but. It, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, uh, it just doesn't. It doesn't get. It just doesn't seem part of use. It doesn't seem part of the one year war, mm-hmm. really. Well, there, there is. Um, I think truth to uh, the question because at least with Western fans, there's a lot of people who adore the OVAs, like. 80, 8th MS Team, 83, Igloo, and don't care at all for the TV shows because, you know, those are teenagers with superpowers and they want gritty, ugly old men. And in this rush to be the edgiest of edgelords, I've seen already a bunch of people proclaiming Thunderbolt to be, you know, the embodiment of everything that Gundam is and the best thing to come out in ages for Gundam. And it's like, what? What crap are you all watching? <laughs> what judgment do you have to make these horrible pronouncements that Thunderbolt is the best of Gundam? It's not even the the middle of Gundam. Yeah. It's not even the, the mediocre of Gundam. It's just kinda there. It's it's there it's it's a nice it's a nice uh I, I I would say it's 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 a nicism of what the one year war could be, um, and you know I I don't know if this is even canon. It's a I'm, toy. It's a toy commercial. It, it's it it's is. a it's a disposable snack. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it has no like satisfaction after you've. There's no strate- There's no strategic value in the in the in the side four. Yeah. The, I mean, yes, okay. They they could have done something with, you know, yes, it's Zeon supply lines, but do you need to devote? seven manga chapters to that i mean i know they don't but they 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 do about three but still it's just it it i i do i just i i get that we've had enough with Mm -hmm. and we've had plenty of gritty yeah gritty people but in the end let's really think about this because they do they do show a glimpse of it with all those young recruits that come in for the federation and end up getting killed oh yeah at the end of the one-year war that's what the pilots were. Mm-hmm. They were young on both sides. So a lot of those gritty guys, they're not there anymore. They're, they're, they're space dust. And, and you brought up the other volumes. You might as well expand the conversation and close the manga as well at this point. Oh. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to. And we might as well. Um, I will say this. I, I don't think it's the worst thing I've ever read or, or watched. I, I actually had fun with it when I just let it boil down to its most simplest aspect, which is What's the, the battle between two men to see who's better than the other. One of them is kind of a victim of the war, and the other one is kind of uh, a, uh, an ant- uh, anti-hero, a douchebag, a guy who... Although he is straightforward with his men, EO is straightforward with his men when he when he gives speeches and and tells him about the fact that what he's there to do and I, I do enjoy that aspect of the character. I love the fact that this man is so 
different from any other Gundam protagonist I've seen be the pilot. I am actually rooting for Daryl to beat his ass. I really want to see Daryl just put him in his place because you know I, how can you know he won't because he's piloting a Gundam. Yeah, but I mean uh, he beat him before he tore him apart. Yeah, but but the final thing he he, won't beat, he got he, saved by a thunderbolt. Yeah, in he space really did. Well yeah. time thunderbolt. So did so so did Eo earlier on. He got saved by well time but thunderbolt twice. <laughs> it's, just, it's ridiculous that they both got saved by the same stupid phenomenon. Exactly, yo, God, God ain't giving a damn. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, 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 I like, I really enjoy it for the the sum of its its basic parts. Although now we're getting into the later chapters of the manga, it's kind of diversifying self, itself between uh between a whole bigger cast, and we see a lot less of Daryl, which I'm sure that's to your delight, Chris. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate the guy. He's just yeah. a completely like bland person who yeah. means nothing to me. Yeah, I mean, we don't really, we don't really get to see him get characterized all that well. He's he's kind of like the nice guy who um who stands up for his man. He's, and, and, he doesn't and the, really and have much is, of an edge to him. The thing that I have a, an issue with him about is he's doing all this, but what has Zeon done for him? Like, yeah. I and and that ends up being like sometimes. And you know, even in this manga, they, okay, so they go to the end of the, they go to the end of the one year war, mm-hmm. and then we're seeing that inner war period between the Titans and you know the end of the one year war. So we're seeing the Zeon remnants. I'm still trying to get why after everything, why were the Zeon remnants fighting so much? What was the ideal so much that they had to fight for? Because you never really get that really that clear of like they want space noid independence i get that but they don't have anything left to do i mean i i just, and, and even at this point they're what the republic is on yeah so and then we're seeing the whole situation with the federation and now we got the the monks who kind of remind me of that that whole situation with the South Seas Alliance, it it all it screams to me is the one year or as the UC version of Orb, like we're the technologically advanced different thing that's going to be between the the two different superpowers, and that whole thing is kind of dumb too. And then we got I got you know, I, I got a different impression of that. You, you're talking about the uh, the religious yeah, the the religious Seas. fundamentals. A fundamentalist South, South Alliance, that yeah. are blowing themselves up, man. I'm kind of reminded of today's headlines in some cases, and that, and that, in that front with a with kind of a fanatic religious group, uh, doing doing uh, acts like that, man. I, I it kind of it it, it kind of gave me a a reminder of some you know of, of, of certain uh, recent events, and only uh, because because it's so edgy and deep, oh, oh, crazy people oh, blowing only, themselves up. Yeah, but <laughs> but only because they're trying to say. They're trying to keep away technology that they took. Yeah, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that correlation. The only, the only correlation would be suicide, this, the, the, you know, the suicide attacks. But they're that, that's a whole different situation. But I, it, it just comes into one of these situations again. Is like we start introducing something into the one year and into the UC thing. That's like, okay, if this is really that big of a thing, um. You know why haven't we really seen it before, and why are we introducing something if if the Zeon remnants were this much of a problem? Why don't we just focus on the Zeon remnants and then maybe these guys are just kind of helping them? But we got it where they're what is it? They stole the technology for the 
Ryu, Zaku, and and you know now they're kind of like this autonomous thing, and I I don't even get any of that. And once and again, we don't even really get any background of why it's even like this. For God's sakes, why is there an underwater Dolos? Yeah, <laughs> that's the most ridiculous thing. There's an underwater Dolos. It is awkward. Just hiding, just chilling in the ocean. How did it get there? Yeah. How? Why is it there? What is the purpose of an underwater dolos yeah yeah it just seems that the artist made some pretty eccentric uh choices and once again it's 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 this is 0080 what is the technology of even doing that like we we've seen there's still limitations but now we're having an underwater dolos and all the suits are even balls are going underwater I mean, I thought the balls were just worker droids, space worker things. And now they're, I, I don't know. It, it's just kind of <laughs> ridiculous. And, and it's like, oh, hey, look, yet another Pegasus-class ship from out of oh, the Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, talking, about, it, talking about the Spartan? We need, we needed even more of those, including another one that looks completely different from all the others before it and after. <laughs> and, and the big king of the Spartan is it's got these detachable pods mm-hmm. that can become... Basically, the the transport things. I mean, yeah. so so basically, basically reading this was the slog, and 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 it wasn't a, it wasn't it, it basically it, uh, it it's, it's potential space, kind of space monks mm-hmm. who commit suicide and brainwash well, Claudia as their commander. Yeah, and it's like what, why. Why and why Claudia? Yeah, let's let's yeah, talk and, let's talk about the women for a second because I do want to bring that up. I hated the depiction of the women in this. <laughs> I hated it so much, Claudia especially. Now it was it's pretty edgy as you brought up earlier that she had a drug problem and she was dealing with like the guilt of like sending a bunch of people to her death. But I mean, she's in charge. She could resign from her role at any time. I don't see why she um, was dealing with all this all this guilt and grief. Over and, and was mad at Io because he found a way to process it and she didn't. Um, it just burned me up that it's like she was a raving lunatic. And then you have uh, what's the name of the other girl? The girl on the Zeon side, the the um, the Cara. scientist, yeah, Kara. She she has uh, issues with uh, her father and, re- and re- she regresses back to like yeah a child, child and yeah. and they're trying to get Daryl to help her grow back up and it's yeah. all weird and creepy like yeah. what the, sh- the, the only she, she's the, a beam saber reboot <laughs> the, the only one i didn't have an issue with was the the girl the blanca the bianca girl yeah because yeah it, she's all least, right she's dope least, yeah well at least they show a woman that's a pilot mm-hmm. that survived a bunch of battles when they're like doing the whole tattoo thing and she's like oh yeah, yeah these are all the squadrons i've been it's like okay for now we get to see that at one point you know they were having to bring in female pilots and she's there because she's good at what she does she's a survivor she was kind of like the one thing that was like if you take her and put her in any any of the other UC side stories she would have fit in perfectly oh yeah because she was within it because in the end this is a UC side story and I I put it in this thing what does this do for the UC timeline and what does it do to enhance anything when it comes to the one-year war, inner war period? Nothing. I mean, you, you, you can sit there and say what you want about 0083 and 0080 and all these other ones, but at least they did something. I mean, I know people give 0083 a lot of crap, but at least we see 
the rise of the Titans and why the Titans became what they were. There was something going on. Okay, it was a latch ditch effort mm-hmm. by Zeon Remnants and blah, blah, blah. And it, that, that was a terrorism act that really meant something. This whole crap, it's like, who even cares? And why would the Federation even give a crap at this? Because they have all this, why would they even care about a using some type of thing that disabled pilots are using to plug in their prosthetics because they got all the other crazy technology that the Xeon did. Who cares? I mean, that is indicative of like the, all the crazy experiments that were going on during the one-year war and post that. And I, I don't know. What, what's, what's, what, what is it? They, they sit there and say, oh, mm-hmm. well, we could do this with, um, you know, the, the, if a regular pilot dialed in like this. But they already had that with the Psycom system. Yeah. So it's like, this is just one of these situations where why would you even care? It's like, to me, the psychome where you can actually get into the person's brain Mm -hmm. and they can do it as they think is much better than sitting there plugging in prosthetics or whatever they were doing. I mean, this just seems dumb. Once again, what does it enhance the UC? How how does this make the UC timeline richer and fuller and the one-year war period fuller? I didn't get it. I didn't see it. Imani Mark says because it makes cheap super soldiers. Um, yeah, I mean it, it would it would allow like um, to reutilize kind of resources into having like these elite uh, pilots that but can spend, actually but play spending, fight better than but, uh, the average pilot. I would say, but, but spending all this money mm-hmm. and resources that Xeon doesn't really have to do this. I'm, I mean, they were already spending, and and you can go into that whole thing. But in the end, it would make more sense to have the psychome. Because that'll give you – because in the end, these guys are fought. What if something happens? They get jarred out. Their prosthetic doesn't get – gets dislodged from the input or something like that. The psychome, we always saw, you know, that's just, that's just part of it. Granted, it drove those people crazy. Mm-hmm. But still, it, I, I don't know. It just, it just seems like kind of a it's, – it's just trying to put another layer to something that we never really got an explanation why they were trying to do this. I, I do want to clarify my statement from earlier. The the main two females, at least in the OVA, I didn't really care for them. <laughs> but um, the women that show up later on in the manga, as like Bianca, as you guys mentioned, are absolutely cool. I, I do like uh, how they're that they've been introduced and whatnot. Some of the other characters I did like was Cornelius, who you guys can see on the screen right now. I thought he was pretty awesome, um, even though he's kind of more of a bystander than anything. And then uh, Sean, which we get to see a little side story with him in the manga later on with him being a kind of a a, a junk guild type dude. <laughs> he was the uh he was the um the living Actually, dead pilot. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. that was more that was more interesting to me than wow. a lot of what was going on in Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. I I actually would rather see the quote unquote vultures of the of of the UC side. Mhm more than what was going on with uh the more fleet and the living dead people because there was no reason we never got any what their you know motivation was on any of this stuff these guys at least they're trying to make a buck off of all of the you know and and, and it makes sense because then they ran into those guys that were posing as uh federation but they were not they're just you know, they're just pirates like themselves. That was more interesting to me than the other stuff. You you read a manga yeah. of that, huh? <laughs> yeah. 
That's it. I'd rather, I'd rather watch that. Yeah. Oh. It, it, it's, un, it's untapped potential, I would say. Um, I, I will say that I, I like the time period of post one year war because we don't get to see it that much. I think we've seen it in games, but we really I haven't like seen it. it. They don't yeah. Do it well. yeah, I mean, it, but I still, I still think the manga has potential to grow, and uh, where they're going with it right now, where they're kind of part of a crew that's uh, in in the uh, uh, you know patrolling the uh, the Pacific. I think it's the Pacific. I forget where, but they're patrolling. Um, part of a group that's trying to find Zeon remnants and then you get to see Daryl's side of the situation where they're just trying to blend in and kind of keep their little cell together. Um, I, I, I do like that um, because I that was one of the aspects of 0083 I did want to see more of when that was going on and we only got a little taste of that. So. But they're fighting crazed monks. Yeah, the monks is... Yeah. That's, that's, crazed, crazed monks who are yeah. brainwashed by some messed up, experimented upon <laughs> new, new type... type. Yeah monk guy who turns out who was collecting dead people and then you know became this crazy cult leader like what what that this is so stupid beyond <laughs> measure that i just cannot believe that this is actually being done in a gundam story like yeah. you know cue, cue up some destiny for me for god's sakes <laughs> yo damn you said you said the d word bro i you know what i agree Give me the D. Give me the D. Give me all the D. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Deacon Blues who hit us up with a bunch of nice scans uh, of uh, some some upcoming uh, images from uh, creepy, Volume Eight. Creepy prosthetic sex. Yes, creepy prosthetic sex. Deacon Blues on Twitter. Uh, he's been uh, hitting us up with some great visuals uh, at Zionic Scans on Twitter. By the way, um, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. And he also confirms uh, they're in Southeast Asia. I should have remembered. I'm sorry about that. But thank you, Deacon. But and, um, and, and why again would you put the loser Morphly? And they're trying to take out mm-hmm. the, you know, these crazy monk guys. I mean, at this point, the Federation, yeah, they're still kind of smarting from the one-year war. But militarily, they should mm-hmm. be pretty, I mean, they, they, hell, you could dispatch Armour over there. They probably, didn't, <laughs> they probably haven't uh, took him out of service yet. You could have brought him in and caught yeah, you brought the white base in there, and they could have taken care of those idiots. Man, I, think, I mean, I don't, I, think I don't know how quickly they got rid of those guys. I mean, yeah, the white base was destroyed, but yeah. I mean that that faction and stuff like that. I just once again, it's just this whole thing of like this crazy experiment a new type guy is able to exude all this thing mm-hmm. by you know the only the only interesting th- part about that was they showed what was happening to the bodies. You know, they had somebody take care of the bodies after the battles. That was yeah. the only thing interesting about these monks. Other than that, I don't even know and understand what their whole thing is. And then they have the ability to repurpose the reuse gun, the reuse Zaku, and then they got all these Federation mobile suits that they can. I mean, what the hell is this? Yeah, plus, I, plus I, they have the scientist, uh, the one. Do, what's his? I forget yeah. his name. They got him on their side. So um, they're using his expertise in order to, to kind of Dude, continue the Feder- his work. I mean, I know the Federation became stupid and bloated and bureaucratic mm-hmm. and Zeta, but they can't be this stupid at this point where they're not locking down any scientists, no matter if they're Federation or Zeon. They're locking down all those guys. Yeah. And how this guy would escape and this little country would be, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. They're locked they have down. Atlas Gundam, mm-hmm. which looks like something yes. cool. Oh. For like 
the UC nineties. Ah. Yeah. It's like, where did this thing come from? How yeah. how is this suit around mere months after the end of the one year war? Especially before yeah. before the um uh, before the GPO two and or GPO one because they don't even look that advanced and they they come a couple years later. Oh yeah, the Mark two. Yeah, that's right. It does. It looks does even more advanced it, than the Mark two. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I think in some ways it looks a little bit more advanced than the Zeta itself. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, I don't get it. I yeah, mean, it that, looks like something that should be around like between the the new and the unicorn. Yeah, this series is yeah. some ways anachronistic, in some ways, uh, 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 in some ways uh, behind the times. It's just well, it's it's, it's anachronistic in some ways of looking forwards, yeah, yeah, and in some ways looking backwards yeah. in, in a way that makes no sense when combined. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's, this whole series seems like fan fiction uh, in the One Year War. It seems like a One Year War fan no, just that, went ahead and got what? the chance you're to in, run a month. Insulting, you're insulting mm-hmm. fan fiction. Oh, oh there's actually damn, some, it's not that there's bad. There's actually been some, uh, uh-huh. some UC fan fiction I think is better than this. God damn so, it. So, yeah, don't, don't do that to these poor people bleeding their hearts out on UC fan fiction. I, I will this, say... This <laughs> is just some... Freaking! Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways, probably a Xeon fanboy because I, I definitely see that, and yeah. he's Japanese, so most oh, yeah. likely he is. They got the sympathetic uh, characters, more sympathetic. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, and and it's just everything is just out of whack, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of it comes down to too of of salary man of Bandai saying, "Hey, we need uh, we need some models to sell, and we can't have a." You know, the RX-78-2 is the iconic suit, but it's not as cool as that age three, you know? (laughs) 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 You know, so that's that's a lot of it, too. I I will say some positives real quick, just uh, for the manga. Um, The artwork was horrible in the beginning, but it got very, very good. (laughs) I'd say in volumes six and seven, the the artist... Uh, the gentleman behind the manga, he uh, he's definitely stepped up his work. Maybe he has more assistance. I don't know. But the character designs were awful. But they've actually gotten a whole lot better. I would definitely say his work is really? a lot tighter. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed the progression in his work. If you read a lot of, you read a lot of manga in 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 your life, you've seen the progression of an artist's work as they go from volume one all yeah, the way I, up to. I, would, I wouldn't say it was like noticeably, you know, or, or man, dude, much dude, better. That first I, volume, I think it was better, but dude, the background faces I, in the first volume look like, like two dots in the line. <laughs> and then in this one, he actually goes out of his way to act, to, to, to do more detail work. And the, and the mecha designs are, have only gotten better since it began. But, uh, I would say that well, yeah, the artwork he's got has... the he's got the UC night. He's got the, um, mm-hmm. you know, the UC 96, uh, art book. <laughs> trace off of. you see 96 <laughs> he's he's got that he's 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 a time traveler but he's, uh, he's got the he's got this brand new unicorn art mm-hmm. book that he could trace from absolutely i i i also i do like the setting i want to see where we're going to go how long this series is going to go <laughs> i know you guys want it to end already and I, we may revisit this in the future when yeah, it I gets wanted, a, i want it to be already you want to be I done wanted, i wanted it to have been over before this i'll be i'll be I it to have never existed yes. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you it should have ended after <laughs> at the end of the one-year war this this whole thing where it's a valiant effort to show the interwar period yeah this whole thing was Base monks and it just is. I don't even. It's I, a time we don't get to see though. That's what keeps me reading. Still, yeah, but it doesn't mean. But if I want to see, mm-hmm. if I want to see this time, give me something that doesn't. It, it actually makes the time seem stupid. Mm-hmm. 
I'll be honest with you. I mean, as interested, and I do love interwar periods. I think interwar periods are probably because those are where the next war always is the the genesis from. But yeah. in this, it's like this does nothing to show because the whole thing we know what happened in the in the first grips war is because of the Xeon remnants and the titans mm-hmm. this has got nothing i mean there's just nothing in it where it just even there's even a glimpse of this of even the federation being heavy-handed because really it would make more sense is if this if you could have had these space monks come in and then you just have the federation go okay you know what you want some we're going to bring in three fleets and we're just going to completely <laughs> obliterate this place and then you're going to see then you could probably sit there and say wow they just wiped out these these people and then people among the world are going what the hell's up with the federation why is it being so heavy-handed that makes much more sense than space monks led by some douchebag uh, new type reject mm-hmm. from um, you know this other lady well you know we did these things 15 years prior to the war it's always like I don't even get this anymore <laughs> it's so bro here's, here's some food for thought for you go for it just because something is set after yeah. the one year war yeah. doesn't make it good case in point the last episode of 8th MS team yeah yeah that's, that's that's true but i think this man could write himself out of a corner i really do and i i you know maybe i'll be the the lone nut in the group what, that thinks what, he- <laughs> what evidence makes yeah. you think that he could write himself out of what he's written himself into because it's yeah. be- the series has now become it was predictable in the beginning and now it's not as predictable as to what's happening uh, it's just because it's uh, yeah also does not make it good. I know, I know. The, yeah. the random is not always good either. I understand yeah. that, but I, I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and give him the benefit of the doubt, as I said earlier. Sadly, uh, and uh, I'll see oh, where he takes us. We're going to have to watch because <laughs> I do think more OVAs are coming. I, I think that if, oh, if this did well, yeah, I think probably once a year they're going to drop those ONAs and they make a movie, and they'll probably keep uh, adapting the series. And, there's, and I saw Deacon Blues said in the chat, "There's a volume eight. Yeah, so we know there. We know that there's probably going to be at least another two volumes after that yeah. i would imagine to wrap this thing up if, if that's what it's going to take but yeah I, I, mean, I don't know that that sunrise is going to do more thunderbolt because why then did they not have any teases for the post war arc and show stuff yeah. like raven foo recovering all of this junk and yeah. and laying the foundation for that yeah i didn't even show the monks at all uh, nope, then, not at all. It's and, like they just completely excise them from existence. So that says to me that they don't even want to touch this uh, post-war arc. I mean, if they do, it allows them to kind of have a cold open with the monks if they do do another series. Uh, I another hope they series, don't. But, um, I guess we'll see what happens. I do have some tweets real quick before we get into our ratings that I want to acknowledge real quick. Um, Shout-outs to Austin. Uh, he says, I can't say I care much for the Thunderbolt ONA. It felt like I was watching cutscenes from a Gundam game, unlike the manga. Uh, and shout out to Austin. Thank you, sir. Yazi says, I know Sunrise loves making red Zakus, but why does Psycho Zaku have the exact same color as Johnny Ridden's suits? <laughs> why do it only got to be nobody, red? <laughs> nobody cares about poor, Johnny. Yeah, the poor guy's never going to get his just do that everybody wants. Yeah. They, just a tease to all the Johnny Ridden fans. Continue to be shitted on. Um, shout out to Yazi. Thank you, sir. Um, Flame X says, uh, The animation style and design reminded me of Paul, Paul Oda King's Johnson's TIE Fighter short film. It does have a retro look. I, I, I like... 
how the the art style might be clunky in the manga, but it I think it translates well to animation. Well, and, um, here's an idea: mm-hmm. instead of having an art style with a retro look, yeah, why don't you have a mechanical design of a retro look? Because when you got shit that's from the UC nineties mm-hmm. and the UC seventies, mm-hmm. something ain't right. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a bit of a mix and a blunder. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get where everybody's like, oh, I love the retro look. Yeah, yeah, okay, great, but... It looks like it has to fit yeah. in. Yeah. It doesn't seem to always, and that's a problem yeah. in the series. But uh, shout-out to Flamex. Thank you, sir. We're fighting the Zanskari instead of the fucking Zeon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yazi says, good luck finding a non-asshole in Thunderbolt. Aside from the mechanical friend, everyone else is a horrible person. I, Sean, I thought was fun too, and he was on the enemy side. Yeah, but yeah, this it's it's definitely teaming with dicks. <laughs> I like Bianca. Well, there was, there was also was uh, poor yeah. doomed guy in the gaddle. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He, wasn't he the bus driver? I think he was the bus driver. Basically, he was the bus driver. Yeah, he was the, yeah. he was the bu- <laughs> poor dude. That guy was cool, and then he was dead. Oh man, yo, yo Yazi, thank you, sir. Uh, Yazi also says, if you think about it, Daryl, it's the second person in the Zaku to take down a Gundam, even though the Saiku Zaku oh. is special. He also adds, Bernie oh. did a better job, especially in this outmatched Zaku 2 FZ. Damn, yo, the burger's been served. Yo, and this- Actually, you know what? That's, <laughs> that's insulting Bernie. <laughs> did he just besmirch well, no, Bernie? I mean, is that what he did? Well, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Bernie had to, that, that Zaku 2. Had some issues. He had Al, an 11-year-old kid, help him fix the damn thing. Mm-hmm. He wasn't all that enamored with... You mean a young Asian boy? Y- yep. Young Asian yeah, boy yes. in a little airplane <laughs> sweater. Um, and he really didn't want to fight anymore. Mm-hmm. He wasn't all about the cause at that point. But he still takes out the Gundam. This guy's plugged in like RoboCop mm-hmm. into this stuff. And, you know, he's a true believer of... I don't know what the hell he's believing because... He wasn't part of that. He wasn't part of the post, the post world, post war world with Zeon the way he was looking. Yeah, and you know, no, that's insulting, Bernie. <laughs> no, I, I won't stand for this. And all, and all hamburger proprietors around the world. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, uh, Neil has spoken. Uh, Bernie, Bernie finally gets the respect he deserves here on Gundam. Bernie, Bernie always had his respect. He did. He, he became he became a tasty, <laughs> became a tasty lunch treat <laughs> when he when he when he didn't go good with a side of ketchup <laughs> and fries. Main course at Wahlburgers. He did. Oh yes, yeah. We bring it back to one. Good shit. Well done. Well done, sir. Good stuff. You haven't lost a touch. <laughs> Yo. Also, uh, props to uh, in the chat. Um, uh, what's his name? The Phantom Killer. He said um, the show is missing characterization. Oh, sorry. Oh. He said Thunderbolt is only missing the char- that character's re- characterization. I, th- I think the, all the characters need some work. I would say, but um, yeah. If anything, thank you for that. Um, as well as the Hod saying having Neo back for the news and a great uh, and a new Gundam at MHQ episode is a great birthday present. 
Shout yeah, out there you to go. the Happy Hawk. Birthday. Look at that, man. Yo, he's here. Yo, that's what's up. And I think we got one more tweet before we give our I'm toasting you. It's the Tory time. Hey. <laughs> yo, real quick, yo, Fred. Yo, Fred, he 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 must he must uh object. He says, honestly, Thunderbolt is one of my favorite Gundam shows slash manga. I gotta disagree with you guys on this one. Fred, I enjoyed the OVA. I think it's an actual very good adaptation of the manga itself, and it moves fast and it cut out the fat. I thought it, I thought in that front it did very well. I just think it has to work on some things, to be honest, on its concept. Everything. Moving forward. <laughs> Everything. But, yo, Fred, thank you, sir. Yo, shout out to Fred. Actually, Brett, you know what, Fred? Do this. Mm-hmm. Do, we, we talked about, um, they said that the, the Gundam movie trilogy is going to be on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. So when that comes out, watch that. Then watch Thunderbolt or read Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. See how it's done compared to what they're trying to do yeah then, then come back to us and say what's your favorite it's incredibly slick looking man like I, as a movie whoa, whoa. I, I could definitely show that to people and say yo check this out and it's look like a greasy shit yeah but it, I mean, it doesn't mean it's good it, it's, or, isn't it's everybody not terrible telling, either it, no you know uh-huh. what isn't everybody always telling me mm-hmm. oh well you like michael bay and i'm like yeah i like the action it's oh. great yeah but the story sucks and all that blah 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 isn't this deja vu coming back on? This oh, is you, you are trying a freaking life. You are, oh, you are, my revenge is coming. I see this. My, are you, are you trying to judo out. fucking move me? Yeah. <laughs> Take my mask and turn it back on my ass. Good shit. Yeah, good shit. You're terrible. <laughs> well, it's not basketball season, so I'm not terrible. You're not terrible yet. No, no. That, we'll, we'll, we'll say we'll say that for Sir Charles. But uh, all right, um, we have definitely talked about Thunderbolt. I know we're getting we're coming well, up on to. Uh, we're coming up on the two hours here, but uh, guys, uh, we're gonna go ahead and bring it to our ratings for the show. Um, you got um, Chris. Uh, what would you rate the OVA movie first and foremost? What would you give that? Well, I was lazy and just gave it an average of what I had given the four episodes. Listen to you. So it worked out to about three and a half uh, space myths out of five. There you go. There you go. And uh, Neo, what is your rating for uh, December Sky? I give it three out of three point, or I'm sorry, two point five, two point five out of five. What the fucks? <laughs> there you go. You go right to it. Yo, shows in the chat. He says judo flip. Yo, yo. If anything, uh, I will give it uh, four drumsticks out of five. Although it needs work, I think it's it's still. I still I still see I still see a a a, a good production there. And I want to see exactly how they're going to take the series further. I don't think it's that bad. It it moves fast. It's well paced. Um, production's on point. Some of the characters do get on my nerves, but I think that's intentional. I really do. I think the characters are none of them. Very little uh, is to be liked about those characters. Well, I'll, I'll give you this much. I yeah. think the final battle will be Io versus um, the Shaolin Master. So that uh, yes. th- that might that might save it. Maybe we have a little Shaw Brothers Hell final yeah, battle dude. going on. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna think of it being that too much. Somebody because, call Gordon Liu. Yeah. <laughs> are we gonna give uh, the manga? Yes, yes, we are. Ratings for the manga. Yes, indeed. We'll turn Up it back. We'll give it. Go ahead and give uh, the ratings. Uh, Chris, what is your rating uh, for volumes one through seven? I will give the manga uh, two and a half out of five crazed space monks. They- <laughs> there you go, Neo. What's your rating for the manga? I'm going to give this uh, 
Three out of five, or no, actually, two out of five prosthetics. Nice. Yo, Yancy says, Neil, I think the problem with this ONA was that there weren't 36 chambers. <laughs> well, that would be more the manga, but yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I will give this, uh, I give the manga so far, up to going up to volume seven. I'll give it three. I'll, it's barely passing, but I'll give it three out of five pra- sets of prayer beads and well, ex- exploding monks. Uh, <laughs> that's 66 percent there you go so it's it's, it's 65 it, is usually passing that's a d there you go it's passing uh, a three out of five is passing on rotten tomatoes so there you go if, if, oh. we, were, if we were ever get uh, yeah uh, if they don't ever get shut down maybe one of these days we'll get on there one of these years but uh <laughs> well what do you what do you say gundable uh gundam thunderbolts rated higher on rotten tomatoes and suicide squad oh damn it <laughs> oops that's damn it. yo you're about to set the chat on fire <laughs> <laughs> but man that's our discussion of gundam thunderbolt mobile suit gundam thunderbolt december sky and the manga volume one through seven i do say check it out on your own time and shout out to deacon tell mr deacon to uh email me because i i want to i want to send him a an official gundam and mahq t-shirt because i still have those oh shit yo man, so the t-shirts are it, back why, baby why, 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 don't, well, why don't we uh have a little plug for those for those well, for, mm-hmm. i i have i still have some left um i can't remember all the sizes i have left so definitely email me at uh, NeoMHQ about your sizes and stuff like that. Um, gmail.com. Yep, and gmail.com. But yeah, I want to, Mr. Uh, Mr. Deacon Blues, I think you've uh, earned yourself a, uh, you know, a gratis one. So, uh, <laughs> but nobody else, you're going to have to pay. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep them at the $10 price plus shipping. So just give me, uh, just give me a shout out. Um, like I said, I, I have about half of the initial 50 that I bought left. And, you know, if people still want them, just let me know. And if we need to get more, I, I can definitely do that. But uh, just just hit me up on that. And um, But, yeah. Right on, man. So, uh, Deacon Blues, hit Neo up um, at, over yeah. at, uh, at And everybody Neo. else hit me up. But just yes. don't ask With for money. it. With money. Yeah, yes. With money, yes. Neo and M- don't, don't say that your name is Deacon Blues. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm going gonna, gonna to fact check you. So. <laughs> NeoMAHQ at gmail.com. Uh, hit him up. And uh, if you want to get a t-shirt, definitely it helps to support the show, guys. So uh, please, by all means. You've been listening to episode 179 of Gundam at MAHQ, where we reviewed Gundam Thunderbolt up to date. Volumes 1 through 7 of the manga and the OVA movie, uh, December Sky. Um, again, um, I will ask you guys, uh, both Chris and Neo, anything you guys wanted to... <laughs> we won't have time for uh, mailbag today, but we are going to do a, a mailbag sometime in the near future. Um, actually, I, I wanted well, actually, to... Actually, so, bro, if, mm-hmm. if you want, mm-hmm. and I know Chris has to go because he has things to do, and I don't yeah. know what your plan is, so, bro, but if... If um, if people wanted to uh, ask me any questions, I could. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm that important. To oh, catch well. up on things or anything like that. Because to be honest with you guys, I've been out of the loop on a lot of things. Yeah. And I just ask you to be uh, respectful when it comes to what I was doing. So there's certain things I can't do. I can't tell you, but um, you know, I'll definitely share in what's been going on with me while yeah. uh, 
while I've been gone. And, and show, I wish we could get Kilgore tank shirts. I really do. And there needs to be a market for that. But I actually have a shirt concept for Kilgore, but I will save that for you. Yeah. I will tell you about that behind closed doors. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, if, if that's what we wanted to, if people wanted to stick around for that, that's fine. If not, that, you know, no big deal. Doesn't hurt. Not going to hurt my feelings, but, oh, um, my I just want to, Thank everybody for having me back, and thank you, Mr. Chris and Mr. Solbro, for having me back. Um, I know it was a little awkward, <laughs> uh, and I think I'm back in the in the saddle of things. But yeah, you, you did fine, man. Welcome back. Yeah. To, I mean, honestly, it's like it's like you never left, man. Because we, yeah. we we had we had been away ourselves for a while, and then we got back into it by just jumping into the whole live show thing. So um, yeah, it no, was, and, um, and and it's different. And I, I wanted to kind of feel this out because I didn't know. Like I said, I, I heard about it being live. Yeah. I didn't know what that meant. And <laughs> I just, I, no, and I didn't. Yeah. And, and I just needed to know. And, 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 you know, that's, that's, that's one of those things that you have to kind of do. So mm-hmm. if Solbro is willing to do that, people let him know. That's, that's fine. Mr. Chris, thank you for, because I know you have things you have to do. And, Yes. Yeah, it's hey, called uh, Watch This uh, Rogue One trailer. Oh, that shit and, dropped? Oh, my God. Damn. Oh. And, and, and you're excited to test out your Windows anniversary. Over <laughs> yes. bells and whistles. Don't fail me now, anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> well, real, real quick, uh, I, I, I could stay on for another 15 minutes, man, and people that's can fine. ask you questions. Yeah, that's that's um, not a problem. But, but before we do that, Chris, all night. anything you wanted to mention or, or, or give a plug before we uh, before you, you you take off for the night? Unless you want to stick out for the next fifteen minutes or so, then we can do. Uh, we can. It's up uh, to you, do Chris. You, you do what you want. I, I know. I know that Rogue to, uh, One awaits. To, to quote um, a certain Starfleet commander mm-hmm. with a badass goatee and uh, bald do another time, perhaps. Uh, another time, yeah, perhaps. There you go. Which is fine because uh, Chris has got to wake up early tomorrow anyway. But anything yes. you wanted to mention before you uh, head out, sir? I hate everyone. There you go. Well, uh, <laughs> shout Enjoy out that to that Chris. <laughs> Before he goes, uh, make sure to follow him on Twitter at GundamMAHQ. I'm uh, sorry, I'm uh, sorry, at, uh, at MAHQ.net. He runs the uh, the official Twitter for MAHQ.net. So make sure to go there and follow him. Also follow us at MAHQ.net as well. Uh, uh, sorry, at Gundam at MAHQ and also at CTCast. Chris is part of the Chaos Theater podcast. Uh, you can check that out at chaostheater.blogspot.com and on iTunes at Chaos Theater. Uh, anything cooking for Chaos Theater as of recently? Are you guys uh, still uh, coming up with a oh, the su- uh, Suicide Squad last- review, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last episode that we did was on Uncharted 4. That's been yes. out for a while. I've just been too lazy to do the uh, post I've been playing about it. it. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been playing that since I've been off when I came back, Chris. I'm, I'm halfway through. It's so oh. good. It is so good. So listen, listen so to good. our our comments on that. And, um, of course, you can find Chaos Theater on Google Play now as well. And coming up next, we're doing Batman. 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 There you go. There you go. With, uh, with 100 with 100% less uh, lung cancer. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have lung cancer by being in a place where they have no restrictions. All the all the all the uh, pipes into the cars, no mufflers, no catalytic converters. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was coughing up some shit. But thank you, Chris. Where's the Batmaker? Rachel. Oh wait, that's that's what's his face. That's saggy face. Rachel. Yeah, that's your boy. God.
actually <laughs> don't I actually don't like I don't mind that actor. Oh but, yeah. but he was just so horrible that Rachel <laughs> hey, yo, he overcooked it a little bit, I gotta say. Yeah, in but, more ways than one. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but, but Chris, man. Sir, I hope you have a good night, sir. Paul and I will will we'll hang on for a little bit longer so that way people can get their quish, questions submitted. But um, it, but uh, sir, I hope you have a good night. All right, catch you all later. Take it easy. Yeah. All right, stream. Let's see what the stream has got to say. Yo, Darren. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm that important or what, but like I said, oh, um, I can just tell you some things, not mm-hmm. everything. So just be. <laughs> nice Darren says uh, I just missed it damn it uh, uh, <laughs> all, all, Chris says all is for nothing <laughs> <laughs> the void will consume everything there you go Imani says I really love IBO but it had some serious moments uh, spinning in his wheels before they caught up with what they wanted to do next not gonna lie I got a question for you Neo actually mm. um, you, did you watch any anime while you're out there like, did, you, did you binge any uh, I, anime series I, at all um, I watched, um, I finished, I was watch. like I said, I was watching, uh, Iron Blood Orphans. That mm-hmm. was on Hulu. Absolutely. So I watched that the first season. Um, I watched the first half of the Voltron series. Yeah. Um, other than that, I really wasn't, um, some of the people I was hanging out with, we were doing a, <laughs> dude, we were doing a lot of like, uh, just movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. We, and I introduced s- some of the people I knew hadn't been introduced to some of the, um, the Kevin Smith movies, so he did all oh, those. Dude. Yeah, because like one of my favorite like movies actually of them is Chasing Amy. So I had this girl that yeah. I knew. I had to show her because to me, I think that's the perfect like relationship movie when it comes to like how fucked up relationships can be and how stupid people can be when it comes to people's past and things, which is always a killer in a relationship. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, other than that, I, I really didn't ch- didn't see much because I didn't. There was um, it's you're in a different country. And when you're dealing with different IPs at times, it's just hard to get some of the streaming. And, and like I told you off air, um, mm-hmm. uh, I had a hotspot and everything sell there. Yeah. So, um, you know, when when the sky was clear, it was fine. But, you know, from about March on, we were getting the high, the upper atmosphere sandstorms because I was in the Middle East. You know, a lot of times the shit would get a little choppy. So, um you know, it was just easier to do streaming, and there just wasn't that much there. But there's a lot of stuff I need to catch up on. I realize that. So, I don't know if Neil can get into uh, the details of this. I- I'll let him tell as much as he can. Uh, but we should kind of, uh, I guess, delve, delve on this. Uh, Abi Rao, Abine, uh, he says, "Yo, where have you been, Neo? Um, I- um, I've <laughs> been in the I've been in the Middle East area, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the Gulf states." Um, and, and Southwest Asia. Um, I, I've been to, uh, Kuwait was where I was basically out of most of the time. I've been to the UAE, uh, I've been to Qatar, um, and I've actually been in, uh, Afghanistan and, and Europe. So, um, yeah, so that's, I was there for work and Mm -hmm. that's about what we'll leave it at. (laughs) So. Yo, Fred says you should have shown them Crystal Triangle or Angel Cop. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's gonna throw in our Odin, yeah. <laughs> the, the trilogy of the worst animes to watch. <laughs> uh, let's throw in some Har- Harbinger for uh, for good measure. Uh, show says, how many people did you kill? <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that. 
Oh my god. Um, let's see here. Uh, Fred says that was next. <laughs> Darren Worthington says Neo is Captain America. Oh. Not, 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 not in the least bit. So. <laughs> He's taking Super Soldier Serum. He just hasn't told no. anybody yet. Nope. But um, did you catch up on any TV shows at all? Like, uh, I know you, oh, you watched. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> I did. Um, I, I was watching um, Stranger Things, of course. Yeah. Uh, watched that. I started watching that courtesy of Mr. Uh, show. Absolutely. For letting me know about that. Um, and then I had read about it, but then he really solidified. When, when Show tells me to watch something or that he wants to watch something, mm-hmm. it's the weird thing is like him and I are kind of on the same when it comes to a lot of things. Oh, there's yeah. certain things that we're not on the same, and mm-hmm. there's, there, we're, we can be diametrically opposed on certain things. <laughs> um, like, you know, my, my guilty pleasure is Michael Bay, his is Roland Emmerich. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, but we still kind of respect each other on that. But um, I got that. I watched the the Daredevil season two, which I thought was better than the Daredevil season one. Oh yeah. Um, actually, it should really be the Punisher's Lament, is what it should be called. Um, I tried watching the Jessica Jones. Um, I watched up until about episode six or seven. Yeah. But then it got a little like I it just kind of lost me. Uh, so I didn't. I wasn't really watching that. Of course, I kept. I kept going to Modern Family, one of my favorite shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was up on those seasons. That's a rainy God. day show right there, boy. I will <laughs> blow out some Modern Family. I, I need to get caught up. And you, but... and you saw who's coming in the next season, right? No, I didn't. Who's coming in the next season? Oh, uh, um, Mr. Um, uh, what the, uh, Mr. Um, Nathan Drake himself and uh, from uh, Firefly. Uh, oh, shit. Um, He's talking about, uh, uh, yeah, talking about uh, yeah, Nathan yeah, yeah, Fillion. Yeah. Nathan Fillion? Yes. 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 Yes, I mean, now that he's out of work. Captain, Mal- <laughs> Captain, Mal- Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Was he a next door neighbor or is he marrying someone uh, in the family or something? Oh. I don't know. I just, oh, I just, saw, the, I just saw the headline. Um, I watched that. Oh, I, oh. I, I watched uh, the newer season of a show. I was watching The League about fantasy football. Yes. That, was, that, was, that was it. That was fun. Yazi has an incredible question. He says, What, what is your thoughts on Game of Thrones this season? I yes. thought it was. Better than the previous season. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I will say that for the first time, the last episode was better than the second to last episode. And I know the second to last episode had the battle, and mm-hmm. the battle was the shit. Yeah. But damn, Cersei blew up the fuck out of that thing. <laughs> and they tied up every loose end in that shit. It's like every little hanging dick freaking thing that was going on, it was like, I, I was so pumped. I was like, thank God. I was watching it with uh, somebody somebody um, in another agency I was working with that was in my building. And we, we were watching that because my HBO app worked over there, mm-hmm. my HBO app. So oh, we were okay. watching that shit on Monday nights because of the time difference. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that, it, it was good because it, it – it, and I love seeing the return of the Hound because that was – Oh, yeah. That, that was great because I immediately thought of show because that was his man. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, what no, about, I, what about the battle of the bastards, man? How well shot and fucking, Oh no, uh, it, was, that... it, it was amazing. But what I'm saying is mm-hmm. in every one of the previous seasons, the second to last episode was always better because oh, yeah. the last one, the last episode of the season was always the one that's like, it's low key. It's the transition to the, you know, but that one, it's like, holy fuck. She just blew up that shit. And it was, so, <laughs> cause I was so tired of the sparrows, man. Me I too. was like, 
and, and like my friend, um, he was like, man, these guys have got to go. I'm like, they got to go. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that, that shit was on. And she looks so evil as like, Ooh. she reminded me of, uh, Maleficent yes. when she tur- turned on that, uh, bla- the black outfit. Oh yeah. But, uh, and then finally we get to see, um, my girl, the queen of dragons finally going West. It wasn't a problem. You could finally go West girl with your armies and shit. Finally. You've been talking about it for three freaking years, four, four years. Mm-hmm. Now you finally go West. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think it was I think it was much better than uh, the previous season. Even though this previous season was still good, I, but if you're going to rank them, I mean, that that's you know. How about because Ram- we we see what's going to go on. We we know next season's going to be the re- the uniting of humanity, and the last season will be fighting the fucking White, white Walkers. We oh yeah, sh- I well, mean that's 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 coming down. Yeah, man. How'd you how'd you feel about how Ramsey Snow went out? I didn't give a shit. Oh my god! Dude. I, I, w- I was a little sad about seeing Doctor Bashir get taken out like real, real quick too, right? Like the first opening moments of the season, they aced Doctor Bashir. But I it, was pissed. But it redeemed. It mm-hmm. redeemed those poor girls though, because I was so like you know, because he heard about these girls and they, you know, they looked apart the and they're sexy and all that shit. But then they really didn't do crap. Yeah. And then, um, you know, finally they. Because I, I do like uh, what's his face is Oberyn's uh, widow. I like her. She's very sexy. Really? Woman. Oh, she got on my last nerve. Especially when yeah. she went, she turned on, she turned on Doctor Bashir like that. Man, fuck that. Yeah, drunk. but 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 uh, Chief mm. O'Brien wasn't there to have his back. So if he was, then would have been no problem. He was in the hollow deck playing that hollow. That yeah. <laughs> it was a hollow deck simulation all along. Yes. I was a, I was a little pissed. I wasn't too pissed about Jon Snow coming back because it's the yeah. thing. The only thing that I have an issue with is you don't get a sense that he's been changed. Mm-hmm. That's the only problem that I have with it. Because at least we knew with the other, remember the other guy that kept getting uh, killed, that the Hound killed like in the previous, like two seasons ago, mm-hmm. the guy that they brought back, he always said, it, you, you lose a little bit of yourself each time. Mm-hmm. Well, Jon Snow was dead for a long ass time. And it just didn't seem like he really lost anything. And, and, and and it doesn't have to be like really noticeable, but you should see something where once again, like we were talking about the Thunderbolt thing, it's like you can just have a little thing where he's like, I just don't feel right, or you know, or maybe he's doing something maybe he wouldn't normally do. You yeah. just don't get that, and then I think well, that's one downside that I I get from that. Well, I think I think that some parts of him are are definitely changed. Like he if he um he uh, what's he he um killed it's those not dudes. As notice- yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the guys who conspired still- against him, like he even killed Ollie, who sucked, but and he yeah, had it coming. He, but I mean, a, a, he just he, he's killed people before, though, for yeah. lesser shit. But so you can see like, he had more hesitation. This he just said, "Fuck it." Eh, <laughs> I don't he, know. I, yeah, I just, Flame, Flame I, says John became slightly more merciless. I I think that's true. He did a little and, bit, but yeah. I I just there's needed to be a little bit more. But other than that, I mean. <laughs> You knew he. I mean, he's the one selling the tickets because in the end, every all the fam, all the fanboys and fangirls want to see the Jon Snow Daenerys love couple. Oh my! So that's Yazi. That, that's Yazi asked uh, if, if how you felt about Jon Snow coming back. Because he said you, you. He remembered you said you didn't want him to come back at all. Well, I didn't because mm-hmm. it, do, it it puts you in a, a the one thing that I've always respected about Game of Thrones is motherfuckers die and they're dead. Yeah, like. My still my favorite of all characters. Oh, Tywin, Tywin Lannister. Oh my sweet I mean, lord! Because he was the shit. <laughs> I mean, that man was the shit. 
He's dead as shit. And as, much as, I, <laughs> and as much as I love that character, because he was the only one that got it. He was mm-hmm. the only one that got it. And that's the one. And I get it. There's a magical aura. Yes. But the problem is, is Jon Snow's always been presented as the freaking Jesus Messiah figure. So, mm-hmm. you know, I do have love for Braun, too. Yeah, Braun, man. Braun, I, Braun, Braun's... I like Braun too because now that since uh, Tywin's dead, it's yeah. Braun, and of course, what's Tyrion? Yo, I'll be mad if they kill off Braun, and I'll be even more mad if they kill off the Onion Knight. Those are my dudes. Those are actually, my. Dudes. I, I actually, I think I think both of those guys will die. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they, if they go during the fight with the undead, I'm cool because they went out, yeah. they served their purpose, Braun, it went out big. I think Braun, Braun will, um, Braun's gonna go out like that, and I think mm-hmm. my my theory, I. I actually think poor uh, Onion Knight's gonna do it after he kills the red bitch. No, you, the, I think the I think the red the red uh, witch is going down south to uh, yeah. to to where those ladies are. I forget what the name yeah. of that nation is, but she's gonna end up going down there and she's gonna end up reuniting with them when their when their armies uh, yeah. converge, which will be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, uh, I I think the Onion Knight's and, gonna and, go and, out. and that old bitch is still alive. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, Diane Rigg. Hell I, yes, dude. It, Yo, bitch, she put the bitches so in their place, she, too. I was so glad that she stayed alive. <laughs> yes. Because I, I was tired of what's-her-face, Marjorie. I was like, that bitch has been with, like, three different kings. That bitch needs to die now. Yeah. And Toman, uh, fuck him. He was, I mean. Yo, Toman. <laughs> he, 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 he had his point. Yeah. He had his point to be the man, but he never took it. So, you know, that's that's. That's the way I see it. He, he was so. too thirsty, man. He wanted to. He wanted to bang his wife, and then his wife ended well, up getting blown up. But, oh but yeah, still, please. I mean, but still, the thing mm-hmm. is, is like, you, you got to let them nuts drop a little bit. <laughs> you're, you're the goddamn king, shoeless guy. No, you know. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad because I finally figured out that that guy was um, uh, Kira Knightley's dad in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh damn! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's because right. I, I watched. One of my favorite movies when I was I had to watch Curse of the Curse of the Black Pearl because it's the best of the pirates movie. Mm-hmm. That's that's the best one. You know the first one, yeah, yeah. The first that's, one is is the best, the best one, one by far. Yeah. Yo, Yazi says, and Neil Brewmeister Smith thoughts. <laughs> he, went out, he went out like a G in JJ Wars. In JJ Wars, he also went out like a G in uh, Game of Thrones. After, he did. Yeah, after, that's true. Yeah. After showing uh, homeboy what to do. Yo, what about Hodor, man? That, that, uh, I didn't feel that bad, man. Because then, then, then I then I saw on YouTube later on he was spinning later on that night. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hodor breaking it up. <laughs> oh my god! I actually saw that during Comic Con. I guess mm-hmm. he did a, a dis, I guess he did a spinning session because mm-hmm. he's a DJ in real life. That actor, yes, and I he guess is. he did one down there and and that was another thing i was happy to see that um san diego comic-con wasn't hollywood com too much this year yeah because some studios so, didn't come out this time and well thank god and, yeah. and i i saw i was reading that the the um the event planners were kind of they were trying to shy away from that too yes yeah, it, it was it was a little different this year it was still more packed than it ever was though man they had more oh, people yeah, out there this I year think. than 
than they ever have. And then Hall H was still, there was a mob to get in that. that place as usual. We're streaming. Why would you even leave your fucking house? It's oh, like, that's what I'm saying. They, they were streaming on a Comic Con yeah. HQ. And, you know, even if you couldn't see some of the, um, the extra stuff that they were showing that they didn't want to put shit. on camera, but you're going to see it soon. You're, you're, you'll see it 15 minutes later yeah, when they're the, done with the stream. The, I mean, they dropped the Doctor Strange trailers. W, WB dropped everything. They they released everything. If you didn't have to be in the panel, they they released everything they showed. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marvel, we're gonna see it soon enough. I'm not in a hurry. Um, I mean, as much as I I thought the Guardians of the Galaxy footage sounded really awesome, it's like right now I want to focus on Doctor Strange and see how good that movie's gonna turn out because we kind of know what to expect for Guardians. Doctor Strange, if you read the comic books, you have an idea of what to see. But uh, I just want to see how well it translates to the screen. The, to the screen, and right now it's looking really good. And I'll be honest with you, mm-hmm. and I'm in the minority. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good actor. Oh, but I I just don't get like everybody's always like Benedict Cumberbatch is this amazing fucking actor. Mm-hmm. I don't always get it. Like I've seen him in a lot of things. I saw him in the Alan Turney movie, yeah. which I thought's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. And of course, the, the turning. Oh of no, course, of course the, the, the turning equation is what we one of our preventions against the robot apocalypse. So of course <laughs> I'm going to watch these things. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, so I mean, the, the, these Required these are things, viewing? the attorney question. Yeah, basically, um, but <clears throat> I don't see him as being like I always. See, oh, he's just amazing! I'm like, uh, I think he's good, and mm-hmm. I, I do. I think he's a good actor, but I'm just not blown over by any of his performances. So it might just be me, but you know, what do I know? True, true. Uh, real quick, uh, Mal hits us with some breaking news. He mm. says uh, Will Smith's Bad Boys Three. Will Smith's Bad Boys Three to be pushed back to 2018. Doesn't so, matter. Sony's it, next installment of the Bad Boys franchise has been pushed back from June second, 2017, to its. You know what? Day. You can push that. You can push that shit to 2020, <laughs> as long as it is amazing. I don't really care. I mean, and and the people don't either. You, you know, Bad Boys Three. People are gonna freaking eat that shit up, dude. Yeah. Because as as much as everybody sits there and they hate on the survey, mm-hmm. every one of these bastards, everybody loves Bad Boys and Bad Boys Two are just they are fun movies. And you know what? Sometimes I just need a fun movie. I don't need all this freaking character development. I don't need. I just need. But what's good about this? It's got a beginning and a middle and an end. In Bad Boys Two, there's two endings, but still, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. So. You know that that's fine. I, I don't care. I mean, and Survey is busy. <laughs> Survey is he's 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 very busy. Because oh. you know when I when I because I got the box set of the Blu-rays for Bad Boys One and Two. Mm-hmm. I watched one, and that's the one I don't always watch that much of. That's a pretty damn good movie. It's it it. I mean, it's good for what it is. You know, and 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 when you read the backstory of like who they're. Um, like they were supposed to have like John Lovitz and stuff in that. That was mm-hmm. the original for like Mike Lowry. I was like, wow, I'm glad what? they did. What yeah, if you ever actually read it, it's like I think oh. like Mike John Lovitz and somebody else is supposed to be Mike Lowry and Marcus. Yeah. That'd have never been a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been dead on arrival. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can only imagine that fucking train wreck. Holy shit. Terrible, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Armageddon was fun. I, I did rewatch Armageddon when I was out there. Mm-hmm. That, I had to. And Boy, that's a fuck you America movie. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But Bruce Willis did save us. 
He did. He so did. so we do know when the asteroid comes, we just send up Bruce Willis in a shuttle. Back when he was still phoning it in. Oh, I mean, back when he was, uh, he didn't phone it in as much, I should say. Uh, man. No, he didn't phone it in on that movie. No, he no, he didn't. He didn't. I have some stories about him being a dick on the set, but what else, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Um, trying to see what else uh, people are asking here. All hail our metal overlords, though, Darren Wa- Darian Washington- Weathington says. Uh, no. Oh, my gosh. I, I think Neil would, uh, would definitely argue with that. Um, yeah, says, be, care- be careful what you wish for. I mean, the, <laughs> uh, the Tesla autopilot uh, crash. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. That, 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 was, that was the first. And I'm actually, you know, I'm at odds with Elon Musk and a lot of his vision. But um, I'm wondering why he hasn't brought this up more that, and maybe he is in secret Tesla meetings that, mm-hmm. you know, this could be the beginning of the Skynet. This could be the beginning of the robots going against us. So, man, you know. yo, Yup is in the chat. Shout out to Yup. He says, Hodor ruined the whole series. Fucking time travel bullshit. <laughs> I think it's some ways you could say that. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I love it. Just keep I lo- carrying that kid. I, I love literally that wrinkle in time. I think that's it's it's uh. it's been something that's been theorized for a while. But yeah. to see it actually come through, I, I'm I'm all about that. I love me some time travel, though. I'm not I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> Only if it's in a DeLorean. Yeah. Hodor <laughs> in a DeLorean. Yo, here, Yaz, uh, Yazi, uh, you really want to answer this question? What's ne- Neo, thoughts on Batman v Superman? Oh, um, well, I got I got freaking shellacked on that. Oh, I would, you did? Uh, oh shit! No, I was actually looking forward to watching Batman vs Superman because mm-hmm. I kept kind of you know, and I didn't. I don't mind uh, Batflick. Mm-hmm. I don't mind him at all. Mm-hmm. And I was reading some good stuff about it, and then I went to go see it with some people I know, some friends of mine, and <laughs> they're all like, "Dude, you could have. We could have seen something else." I'm like, "Yeah, sorry about that." <laughs> um, uh, everything without. Batman and Superman on the same screen could have been just put on the cutting room floor. Um, all I got to say is Martha. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but of course, the whole thing with, um, you know, of course, uh, Jewish Wonder Woman and mm-hmm. then um, Kyle Aquaman. That, that was kind of cool. Um, I get what they were trying to do. But once again, like Zack Snyder, it's so long winded and. Mm-hmm. And, and stuff like that that it, it could have been done better but you know hey he's the one with the hollywood directing job and i'm not so what can i say <laughs> he's uh he's 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 definitely uh um a unique a unique director hey, man he's dialed in he's doing the other movies so you, you can't i mean as much as people can shit on him mm-hmm. the guy's still got a job you know so the the powers to be still <laughs> think he knows what he's doing i i'm just saying you know, I I mean, for me, for me, I I was okay with the theatrical release. I did think it's it was, better than Man of Steel. Y'all, man, I, the, what? But now I actually like Man, yeah. man, man of Steel is my favorite movie out of this new canon. Uh-uh. Um, and then I would uh-uh. put I would put uh, the 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 sorry the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman right below that. Um, what the hell is the ultimate cut? Ultimate cut. They actually cut thirty minutes from the movie when they released it in theaters oh, initially. They, they actually yeah. cut. They actually oh, cut from the movie, dude. It's it oh. it, it makes a lot more sense when you watch it it doesn't really? it doesn't change martha <laughs> it doesn't change well, I, I have to watch that then yeah my my you know my big problem sometimes is sometimes these movies are too freaking long yeah. i mean as you've always heard me say sometimes mm-hmm. the movie's like 15 minutes too long 
And oh no no you, you're thinking of the backwards way I'm I'm saying that the movie came oh, out they theaters added three minutes well the initial cut of the film when it was shown to like test groups it was three hours oh Jesus. um and and people actually enjoyed it then they wanted to get more rotations in theaters so they cut off thirty minutes of it to make it two and a oh, half hours so they, so they add thirty minutes on yeah this. what they did is they put back in the scenes having to do with kind of the undercurrents of what Lex was doing and who he was manipulating and I, and I and hated some, that yeah and 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 I will but, say this mm-hmm. and. and Hollywood, Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> Not every Silicon Valley guy needs to be this eccentric, crazy guy. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. Some of them, if you ever watch like things like Bloomberg TV or CNBC, yeah. some of them are just normal people, and they just had a vision. They don't have to be this crazy guy that just does this. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just have them as fucking because in the end, they're just fucking businessmen. Yeah. I mean, they they can package it whatever they want. In the end, they're just trying to get rich like everybody else mm. is. So that oh the <laughs> oh my god, and, and and I don't mind that actor, but I think he was he was the wrong casting. Oh Jesse for, Eisenberg, yeah, yeah, he, he he was the wrong casting. He, he he's not a bad man. he's not a bad actor. Yeah, but for that, I just was like and like oh it's just crazy i'm the crazy silicon valley guy blah yeah. blah blah it's like oh no no just stop <laughs> i hated his portrayal of lex like i don't think lex yeah. in the the in, in movies has ever been played well by anybody even gene hackman who i like i think his lex was kind of just real cornball i think yeah. i think when it comes to um all the things on film though it's probably yeah. the best portrayal because oh. if you really look at those those are the closest to the comic books those christopher reeve movies uh, yeah, I mean, of, of like the way the comic book used to be, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but to me, uh, it's a product of its time. To be, no one's beaten Clancy Brown from the animated series, or even yeah, Michael Rosenbaum that's... from Smallville. I think those are still the best two yeah. Lexes. Uh, the Michael Rosenbaum, by far, I would have cast his, his ass in a second for BVS, but they don't want any kind of like even Actually, tangential connection. You, I think, I think, what's his face? Um, mm-hmm. uh, Space Heisenberg would have been good. Space, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, he's he he's, he's a, a little old. Yeah, but. I think he would have been okay. They should have went with him. I mean, I don't know whether he turned the role down or if they wanted to go with uh, kind of a younger, hipper. He's too busy, he was too busy trying. They were going the younger, hipper. Yeah, shit. I think so. Yeah, Which, that's that's all it was. Yeah, it's, was but was it BBS Lex on point with the cherry jolly rich? Kind of was. I will give him that. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't say it was a train wreck. Phantom Killer says it was a train wreck. Uh, train wreck is Star Trek into dumbness. That's a train wreck. Damn. Um, yeah, it, uh, be, Batman vs Superman. It got his knees cut um, out from underneath it. It's man. a it's a slow moving fender bender. Yeah, because I, I talked to Chris about this and he said it's not going to change Martha. It's not going to change the dumber plot parts of the plot. And it's like, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I will say that the movie is far more comprehensive. It makes a lot more sense with uh, huh. with some of the the sub sub. Uh, plots that are going on with some of the minor well, characters and, and let's that, and let's be honest mm-hmm. not all the marvel movies are fucking amazing either no what ant man oh i, I love it what i was i wasn't i wasn't i i watched it yeah it was pretty formulaic uh-huh. and i think i think it's good because it introduced the character mm-hmm. but i don't want to see ant man too I, I just I, I think, can't wait for Ant Man and the Wasp. I love Nisa. I, 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 I think he just works as a as a as a background character. So you like him better opinion. in Civil War than in his own film? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I just. I mean, to be honest with you, I wanted more Michael Douglas. I would rather see Michael Douglas young, Hank Pym young, younger. Yeah. 
than the whole thing with uh, the current Scott Lang Ant Man, mm-hmm. which I think it's good because it introduced him and he should be part of the Avengers. I'm not saying he shouldn't be, yeah. but I'm just saying as a standalone, I don't need to see Ant Man too. Maybe as Ant Man and the Wasp, okay, that might work a little bit better because it's an ensemble. Mm-hmm. But I just wasn't completely feeling that. I felt there was a complete drop off when it came to. I think the previous one was what Guardians. And it was it was it was a complete drop off, and yeah. and then it gets uplifted with Civil War, but not as much because as good as Civil War was, it's still not Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tell yeah, people. No, that, no, you're absolutely right. I I I, I'm, I hate to tell that to people, but it's like if I was to rate them, it was good. Yeah, but it's not Winter Soldier. Well, yeah, but what is? There's nothing. There's no. To me, Winter Soldier is the best MCU film. That they've ever put out. I'd say it, Civil it, War is it, the second best. It's, it's tied. Uh-huh. It's tied with Avengers. Because I still got to give it to fucking Avengers. Because the shit they pulled off in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Nobody pulled that shit off. And they pulled that shit off seamlessly, dude. And people have they been really copying did. it ever since. And, 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 and there are. It's not perfect. I mm-hmm. get it. But fuck, in so many ways. To have so many characters like that. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. Oh, it's still good. But I will say, Winter Soldier, every time I fucking see that movie, I'm like, holy shit, this movie is so much better. <laughs> but, I mean, Civil War is very good, but mm. it's no Winter Soldier. Yeah, it, to me, it's, 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 it's uh, and, and Winter I, Soldier, I think, Civil I think War, and then... Smart to put Affinity Wars in one movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, all they did is they're, they're making two separate films, but one is supposed to follow the next for the Infinity no, War. it's got to be one movie now. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they, they, they're calling it Infinity War, but they are making another movie that comes out uh, right. the very next but year. They, but, they're, but they're not doing, they weren't doing what they were originally going to do and make it two movies. Oh, so they're just not going to, okay, I, I thought they yeah. were just, yeah. they were just calling this one Infinity War and no, the next one's going to be called something else. Because originally it was going to be one and two, Infinity yeah. War one and two, they're oh, putting yeah. it down to one. Yeah. And I will say this, I finally saw Deadpool when I came back. Mm-hmm. It's very true to the comic. Oh, yeah. But. oh It's an okay movie. There's great really? scenes. There's uh, great scenes to it. Mm-hmm. And god damn, that girl's hella hot. Oh yeah. Oh my god, the companion. Oh my <laughs> the god. Companion. She's, she's, she's I had to, I had this discussion with Show and he you know, it's like and I gotta kind of agree with it. he might she might be hotter in this than she was in Firefly, even though she was super hot in Firefly. She had the long wavy hair. Mm-hmm. But and Ryan Ryan Reynolds as people know, one of my favorite actors. I love the guy. Yeah. But there are parts of Deadpool I just got kind of bored. So Really? And yeah. I, I just did. And the only problem that I have is it's stuck in the Fox universe. <laughs> yeah. I have a problem with that, too. I mean, for, 40, for $48 million, they did wonders Which, with that movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm they, not saying they didn't. Yeah. I mean, for, I, mean I, I could see why they couldn't afford They even made fun of it in the movie, how they couldn't oh, afford like big that. set pieces and whatnot. But, well, and, and, yeah. and I get I, and, and I love the fact that they were mm-hmm. true to the fourth wall breaking. Yeah, I do. I do get that. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I'm, you know, I get that, but I just, I'm the movie's got issues and I just, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, I mean, granted up against age of apocalypse, it looks like a fucking winner, but <laughs> Age of Apocalypse was the could have should have movie of the year. Yeah, I and mean, because they, they fucked that movie up a little bit. 
yeah, they did mess it up quite a bit. Age of Apocalypse, I, I, I really left the theater disappointed at the end of the day because when I saw that, I was That's, expecting yeah. something on the level of Days of Future Past, or at least to still to me, out of all of them, I still like First Class the most. But I know, yeah, I know, I know. We we reviewed First Class years ago, all of us. I just, and I remember I just, First I Class really wasn't that, your wasn't man. your bag, right? But I loved First Class. To me, it's the best X Men movie so the, far. The only issue, I mean, but Days was good. Mm-hmm. But First Class, it's like okay, I get the whole, but I like Kevin Bacon, but uh, Sebastian Shaw and God damn, they've never done Emma Frost right. No, not yet. That that, that really bothers me because. Mm-hmm. Outside of just being the super hottest comic book character ever, she's a fucking amazing character when it comes to backstory and everything like that. Well, you don't you like Betty never... Draper? Betty <laughs> uh, Draper? Yo, Bertie? So I was waiting for her to just start lighting up and smoking the whole time. You know, to fucking Sally. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> but um, no, I mean... I think it was good. It set up, but Days of Future Past is so good, man. Yeah, because you get just classic fucking evil Magneto. Yeah, like straight up not to kill a Magneto. It's mm-hmm. like, damn, that's some good stuff. And on the other side, you get Magneto coming to grips, finally yeah. listening to Charles in the future. Yeah, and so, and they're finally coming together and, and get that that tension that those two fuckers had. Exactly, they finally and come that's to terms. Been the the thing of X Men is those two guys, mm-hmm. and you kind of get it. In Age of Apocalypse, but then I don't know. I I think Apocalypse is just that. I think it's that character that just doesn't. Tra- you remember what I said years ago when they said they were going to do a Thor movie, and and you were like, I don't know about that. And I said, yeah. I think it'll work all right mm-hmm. because I was never that enamored with Thor as a comic book character. Oh yeah. But then looking at it as part of what they were trying to do and the, I, I thought it would work and it ended up working i was i've been i was scarred by masters of the universe and oh, how yeah. bad that movie turned out you, you know, and i was you don't have to justify it and i'm not I, shitting on yeah, yeah, I'm, exactly. just saying, I'm just i'm just saying there's certain characters that i mm-hmm. think lend themselves better to the comic books than they yeah. do live action yeah I, and, and I, I just think that that's the case maybe with apocalypse because of all the X-Men villains that you could have done. And yes, he's the biggest and baddiest of them all. Oh yeah. They took the time getting it to him too. I think they would have been, I think it would have been better to do more of like, I think really going, um, Mr. Sinister would have been made more sense, which they do do. They do prelude at the end. They sure do him and him and uh, X 23 as well. Yes. Yep. But I think that Mr. Sinister was, Oh, as a live action character would, and once again, what do I know? You know, it's I'm I'm not working for them, but Ooh. you just you just sometimes see that stuff, and you're just like, you know, oh my god, yo, Yazi says Masters of the Universe was more entertaining than the Rocketeer. Well, Yazi, the Rocketeers is gonna come out soon. I hope you're ready for that for the next uh, not anime movie night. Yeah, they're making a sequel I like to the, the Rocketeer. I do too. Yazi's the only one that hates it. <laughs> Why? Why do you hate that? Because he, you know what? he, he watched and, it on uh, on on uh, not anime movie night with showing you know myself. Why, you know what? You know why he hates it? Mm-hmm. And 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 Solbro knows about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm a sucker for old Hollywood movies. And yeah. the reason why I am is because my mom and me and my mom. Well, uh, the other day I talked to her and we were talking about movies. Mm-hmm. And we talk. And I I always remember watching these old movies with her. 
or having them on the thing. And, and, you know, I just like these old Hollywood movies. And The Rocketeer, it's not perfect. It's very simplistic. But it's just got that old Hollywood vibe. And, you know, it's got the, the, the good-looking dance. Because, goddamn, Jennifer Connelly's hot as nuts in that. Oh, sure and, is. And, and, you know, you have the, the dashing freaking, um, you know, hero, The Rocketeer. And you have the very one-dimensional villain who's instead of just taking care of business he's just gonna bloviate about shit but you know it, it was and, and of course it's set like in what the 30s i think the rocketeer is set in the 30s it's in the early, the late 30s or 30s, early 40s it's right 40s. before we entered world war ii it's back yeah. the, we let the nazis the on nazis. our soil in that movie and it's like Yo, yeah <laughs> we weren't at war with nazis but we knew about them mm-hmm. yeah so I mean, I'm always a sucker for those movies, hence why I love the Indiana Jones movies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not perfect, but shit. I mean, Rocketeer is a pretty, it's a pretty, it's a fun movie. Yeah, Yazi asked, they're making a sequel? Yeah, um, apparently, uh, um, they announced it at Comic-Con. They're making a sequel called The Rocketeers. Um, it, they're trying to bring back Billy uh, Billy Campbell, who was the lead in the first one. It's supposed to take place... Oh, he's going to pass it on? Yeah, he's passing oh. it on, and it's supposed to be... That be cool. What's that? That could be cool. Yeah, the, 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 um, one, of the main, one of the main leads is supposed to be a, an African-American girl. So um, I don't know exactly how that's going to play out, but apparently the technology comes back into the forefront, and when it does, uh, they've got to uh, they've got to go ahead and uh, take oh. action. So I, I hope my boy Alan Arkin's coming back, man. I got to see that old timer. <laughs> but it's supposed to take place in the fifties, which makes which I guess makes sense because uh, the he first be, one was in the late yeah, maybe a couple twenty years, twenty thirty years later. Yeah. It's been that pretty much been that long since the movie yeah. came out in theaters. So. Yeah, um, kind of like what they did with uh, Indiana Jones and Crystal Skull. I mean, yeah. they were trying to, you know, he was all those movies. I think what Raiders was. I think it, chronologically, later Raiders is the latest of those movies because mm-hmm. I know Temple of Doom chronologically is the first movie, and I think Last Crusade. Is Last Crusade after Raiders? It must be after Raiders. Oh, t- timeline wise, uh, Temple. Yeah, you're right. Temple of Doom is the first. It's Ra- like Raiders is the second, and yeah. and definitely the 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 first just, out of the trilogy. The favorite. Yeah, I still love Temple of Doom, man. No Nazis. No, yeah, it's 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 completely different because it, because it's so easy to make enemies out of the Nazis. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's an easy thing to pick because that's Hollywood's uh, favorite favorite villain to uh, and Willie's so it. hot. <laughs> Yo, Willamita. Yeah. Hey. Which, I, which I think, actually, she ended up marrying Marion Stevens Booberg, yeah. Uh, what's yeah. her name? Kate Capshaw? Yeah. Boy, did she cash in on that. Boy, Holy did shit. she. Like, she never had to do another movie for the rest of her life. <laughs> Fuck no. Ooh, that, well, that fucking cash train. <laughs> hey, he's a, he's a fellow alumni, man. He went to Long Beach State, too. Just like me. That's right. So, yeah, man. It's, I'm, I'm in that. I got that same type of pedigree. Really. Oh, you're in that echelon of, uh, of, of human? <laughs> When it comes to making movies, <laughs> oh my gosh, Yo, maybe maybe in saving money in movies, yeah. but not making movies. But shit, man. Any other any other great questions from the folks out there? I'm trying to see here. Uh, Yazi says, but nothing could beat Dalton's role as the slasher of prices and hot fuzz. Yeah, that's right. Timothy Dalton was the villain in uh, the Rocketeer. Yo, the yeah, slasher was. of prices. I still been. I thought want- you met Dalton as uh, in Roadhouse because nah. I did rewatch Roadhouse with somebody when I was overseas. Oh my god! God damn it! I can't believe they're going to redo that movie. Yo, the double deuce with your girl. <laughs> I, 
have an issue. I, I, I know she needs work because she loses now. Oh, but um, Has she had another fight since she lost? I don't think I don't she's fought, right? Actually, you know, the funniest thing is the first time I ever watched her fight, mm-hmm. she lost. Oh, it's the your fault. I worked with, mm-hmm. she was into MMA. She loved Ronda Rousey. So we're watching it. Mm-hmm. We're watching this like 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. And yeah. now you have to realize in the Middle East, mm-hmm. um, their work weeks are Sunday through Thursday. So they're not, and so we respect that. The uh, U.S. respects that. So those are our work weeks. Um, and, you know, they're not Monday through Friday like we, we have here. Yeah. So we were watching that on the TV in the break room. And I said, she got hit. It was like in the first round. And Ronda Rousey got hit. I think she got hit with like a, a kick. And I said, I told my girl, I told my friend, I was like, she's going down. Because she looked shook. Oh, and yeah. I've, I've watched enough boxing in my life to, you know, know see when somebody's got shook. She's like, no, no. And then, little you know, um, about a half half a round later, she gets knocked out. I was like, I was like, this is the first time I. That was the first time I've ever <laughs> seen her fight live. I've never seen her fight live. I've mm-hmm. always seen, and uh, she's like, you can't watch her fight anymore. At this point, <laughs> you live. jinxed it. <laughs> I said, yeah, she looks like she but that's another movie I think they shouldn't do. Uh, um, because that's a good movie. Well, I mean, it's upon, the sways, man. Yeah, upon her losing, I haven't heard much talk about the film. So um, we may not see a return to the double deuce, man. We may not see that for a long, long time. You shouldn't have to remake all these movies. Like, <sighs> I, I, get movie, I get that you want to update movies, and I get that. But some of these movies, mm-hmm. they're just very good. Like, I mean, and even though they might be dated, I think I know... But you got to kind of train the audience of like, and I think this rolls back to like Gundam and stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, they got like 70s haircuts and shit like that. But let's look at it for what it is. I mean, let's not always just look at the aesthetic of it and just be like, you know, oh, this looks fucking old. Fuck this. You know, you got (laughs) to, I mean, like Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Shit. I mean, that's one of the best. Casablanca. Casablanca to me is like, I love that movie. And what's great about that movie is done in two. It's got two set pieces. Mm-hmm. That's well, amazing. It, it's, 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 you mean two? Two? Uh, was it uh, two, two scenes? Two scenes it's basically. Two, two, sets, two locales. I mean, yeah, it's got the it's got the club it and it's got the what the airport, the airline, the, the airstrip. When they're when yeah when he's when he's uh, telling her goodbye. Yeah, go on the plane, and that's all it is. That's <laughs> all it is. Every big bottle episode. <laughs> so it's like you know. Uh, you know, I get okay. It's in black and white and shit, but you can't sit there and tell me it's not fucking good. Like, like I, I also, you know, I was, uh, God damn it, I love about Hulu. They got Criterion Collection movies mm-hmm. on there. I was watching true. like all the shit. Oh, Kurosawa movies. You know, the guy that everybody fucking in Hollywood rips off. Oh yeah, man, including uh, including this uh, this this September with the Magnificent Seven remake that's coming out. Oh, oh yeah, man. Well, that, I mean, with Denzel though, man, I, I can't I can't stand in the way of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it, but you you know, okay, it's like the last one I watched was Ron. I don't okay. know if you have ever seen Ron. Ron. Ron is you know it's it's it's. You know, it's got Japanese warlords, one dies, and, and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. The big thing about that's the the visuals. Mm-hmm. But if you look about it, it's, you know, compared to what we're used to in the U.S., even during, I think, the 60s, maybe the 50s, late 60s, mm-hmm. it's low budget. Absolutely. You know, compared to the U.S., but it's so good, though. Like, you got to look beyond all that shit. 
Yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. Yazi says on there, they remade that shit. The original Lawrence of Arabia, I think, and that's something I was talking to my mom about, because she was like, how the fuck could they remake that movie? That's a tough one to do. Because they actually built sets on that movie that, mm-hmm. for that first movie, and that that movie's good, and it's like okay, yeah, it's a little you know dated when it comes to certain things, but you got to look on it beyond just the aesthetics all the time, and and I get it, I, I like pretty shit too, and and there's and there's a certain point of it, but sometimes you just uh, I get reimagining things, and I think there's yeah. things that should be reimagined, but not everything has to be. I mean, and some a lot of remakes are just cash grabs and I get that, but I they just, are. Yeah. I, I just don't think that people shouldn't remake things because stories get retold all the time. And sure. it doesn't surprise me that, you know, remakes are always going to be there. They've been there yeah. for a long time. I mean, the, what, do, what do they say? There's only seven real different stories exactly. out there. Exactly. And um a lot of a lot of the greatest movies of all time were remakes of other movies like The Thing and uh, yeah. the, the, I, I argued if you want I mean, but Scarface is, yeah. I mean anybody out there and I'm sure and I, I don't know you know I'm not going to go into people's stuff but you know if you and I'm sure you've heard about it, anybody that's never seen a Kira Kurosawa movie yeah they need to get I mean, they need to he's down the guy that all these guys Spielberg yeah. Lucas whatever it might be these fuckers all I mean all you Star Wars people all the wipes and all that shit in the in the original trilogy, the new even the new fucking JJ trilogy, mm-hmm. it's it's all Kurosawa. I mean, it's him. This guy is, and you got to look at it for what it is. And I mean, uh, yeah, I was watching all that shit. Uh, uh, Bridget Bordeaux movies. You ever watch those? Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen a few. Yeah. Yeah, and of course. And, sh- and if show's still on, he'll know all the Audrey Hepburn movies. Oh, that's his girl right I'm there. A, I'm a big, <laughs> <laughs> big Yeah. Holy shit. Um, real quick, I wanted to ask you, um, did you hear about what The Rock said uh, on the set of uh, Fast 8? Yeah, I heard there's all kinds of stuff, man. I mean... He, um, he basically, for those that don't know, The Rock recently um, called out one of his male castmates on the set of... Uh, on the set of uh, Fast Eight, saying that the majority of his castmates, uh, all the females of his uh, of his castmates, are great, and he looks up to all the ladies. But he said some of his male castmates act like gentlemen, and then some act like uh, and some act like total bitches. And he didn't really get into um, his. Oh, he didn't really uh, parse out who it was, but um, apparently it leaked from the set that uh, who's been fucking up on the set as of recently is Vin Diesel for Fast Eight. And The Rock was calling him out, and uh, it, it just to hear him talk that because apparently I thought the behind the scenes for these uh, these movies were all like all rainbows and sunshine, man. Like everybody, uh, well, everybody was cool with each other. It's they're about a, they're about being was, a family. If I was to speculate, <laughs> uh-huh. I would say it would be based on this last movie and the death of Paul Walker. Oh wow, and, you think so? And I, I I I think I think in probably some ways, I know it hurt. Uh, Vin Diesel, and you know, it should because that was his boy. And I, you know, and and sometimes people might he might have like kind of retreated a little bit and and kind of became more guarded on the franchise because that's kind of his it's his thing now. I mean, and and it, you know, and I mean, let's you know, let's also put in the business side of this thing. So everybody always talks about the artistic side of movies, but there's also a business side that really does everything. And, you know, um, Fast and the Furious 
He might, he, there might even be some professional jealousy on this because let's be honest, until Fast Five, um, you know, Fast, Fast and Furious, the fourth one, was a good movie. But really, what brought this shit back into popularity was The Rock being in Fast Five. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty and, much like that movie helped to put it on the map. And sorry about that explosion, guys. I didn't expect and, the video to start playing like that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, movie five put it on the map, and it, it was The Rock. Yeah. The it, way it, the role The Rock plays. That, yeah. it, it got me to the theater because I didn't care about not any of those movies. I, the only movie I, I saw I watched, beforehand, mm-hmm. I watched Fat. I watched Fast and Furious in the movie. I think I watched it with uh, The Wonder and stuff. And, yeah. and I, I liked it. But exactly. what really brought it over the top was when The Rock's in there. And I think, you know, there's there could be some professional jealousy in there. I mean, I don't see The Rock. You, you know, The Rock's one of these guys, and I think he's a wrestler. Yeah. And he so, also has an incredible work ethic because you yeah, see all the movies he has lined going. up. Like he doesn't, well, he doesn't play around because he takes his he takes his actual uh, career grinder. really seriously, man. He's a, he's a grinder, absolutely. I mean, he's got and, a TV and, show and like nineteen movies coming out in the next year, and <laughs> and, and, and and a YouTube if, channel. <laughs> and if he, and if he sees mm-hmm. somebody taken off or something like that, I don't think it's beyond him to say, "Yo, what's going on?" Like. Um, you know, why, why, and, and I think Vin Diesel probably since the death of Paul Walker got very, you know, he could have shut down a little bit and he could have got real testy and, and it is, I mean, you know, that was a, that was a really sad thing that happened. I mean, I remember what, you know, the end of fast seven where they do that little, uh, tribute to Paul Walker. That's pretty fucking moving, man. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. I didn't get misty eyed, but you get a little bit. I mean, yeah. I'm a man, so I'm not going to sit there and cry about that shit. But I mean, I'm gonna, you know, you're sitting there going, "Damn, you know, that's that's some shit right there." Because Paul Walker, there's a lot of movies I've seen him in. I kind of like him, like you know, and he seemed like a really nice guy. Yeah, you and know, it was it, just a horrible way he died. Yeah, people had nothing but good things to say about Walker when he yeah. passed away. I mean, that's that's the hallmark of a. Of a pretty cool cat, and he did a lot of uh, charities and whatnot too. Yeah. Like he, he, outside of movies, he was just overall a, a good dude. So he might have been the heart of the of the filming of the movie. You he never could know. have been. Could yeah. have very well been. Um, and now they're kind of wayward now. But uh, I certainly hope that uh, part eight goes out. They have an actual YouTube channel for those that don't well, know. Well, they're done. They're done filming. They're done so filming. Say, if yeah. you if you want to see the entire production behind the scenes of the movie, every week on their YouTube channel, they've dropped a video where you can see some of the things that are going on with Fast 8. It doesn't really show you much, but there's some behind the scenes with the, with the cast and whatnot. I'm just... My my question is is how hella hot does Michelle Rodriguez look in this film? Mm-hmm. She was hella hot in the Oh, you there? Oh, over there and lose you. Come on, Skype, don't fuck up. <laughs> I think I lost you. Oh, you're back. You Here you go. I get. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. I was wondering. Uh, I was just wondering how Michelle Rodriguez looks in this new movie because mm-hmm. she, she looked hella hot in the first in the seventh one, man, in that red dress and stuff. Yeah, they, they, she cleaned up real nice. <laughs> I, you know, I've always had a thing for her, and uh, like Machete, she looks the best. Of, mm-hmm. But god damn. That eye patch? <laughs> well, without the eye patch. Oh my god. But yeah, it's but I you know, I I think I think, you know, you got a guy like The Rock, and I, I think with The Rock, he's just a grinder, man. Mm-hmm. And I think 
this it could be probably just uh, him venting a little bit too, because I mean, this is a guy that you know he deals with all these Hollywood types, and mm-hmm. they could be sitting there being prima donnas. And this is a guy that you know when he was wrestling big time, you know, these guys do like 250 days out of the year on the road and they're doing stuff. And so it's like, okay, maybe you're not feeling right or whatever, but you, you still, he's got that work ethic of like, you still got to show up and do your best, your best show Mm -hmm. no matter what. And, you know, and, and maybe that's where it comes from. I don't know. I mean, just really, what does Vin Diesel have outside of Fast and Furious at this point? He tried to get that one uh, movie off the ground, uh, The Witch Hunter or whatever it was, and that, that failed miserably. Like, you know, oh, that wasn't a bad movie. I actually yeah. saw that movie. I, I heard it was it pretty, o- pretty all right, yeah. And then he, uh, he's got Triple X coming out soon. Are they doing that again? Yeah, the trailer dropped a couple uh, weeks ago, and uh, it's, it's the third Triple X movie, but it's second. so stupid. Yeah. And the, the second one's fucking ridiculous. All day. But <laughs> it's Ice Cube, right? Oh yeah, the second one was Ice Cube. Yeah, you got it. But yeah, um, when it comes down to it, uh, it's I I I certainly hope the best for Fast Eight. I I've enjoyed Fast Five through uh, Seven so far, and it's got me watching. I even saw Part Three. Part Three is not too bad. Shout out to Shattered Blade of Bay, uh, Blade of Norn. He says uh, Paul Walker wasn't the best actor though. But uh, I think he's, oh, he's not. I mean, I'm not but, saying he was fucking yeah. Martin. Oh, Marlon he never was. Mando, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, the thing I respect about guys like that is they always pick the. You know, I think yeah. I'm not an actor, yeah. and I don't pretend to be one. Mm-hmm. And but I think you you kind of get the aspect that a lot of these people they understand roles that work well for what they do, and I think Paul Walker always kind of took roles that work well for his range mm-hmm. i mean do you want paul walker to do some serious fucking yeah you know period drama probably not probably not uh, just just to complete the what shattered blade also said uh he said uh, he was a nice guy nonetheless yup yeah. says sbr few people are disparaged when they pass to be fair that is true like most people are not gonna talk shit about people but when donald trump passes oh that's gonna be some shit uh, <laughs> But that's not the hidden though there. Uh, <laughs> but, man, I, I want to give a big thank you to everybody who watched the stream tonight, man. And also, props to Neo. He is back on the show, man. Any Anything you wanted to mention before we uh, we wrap this up for the time being? Well, I'm just going to say uh, it's, it's good to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody, um, you know, it, it, it's – I'll be honest with you. I, the reception I got tonight when I was I was watching the um, – The chat? The scroll, the scroll, the chat, oh, yeah. you know, from the beginning. And, and when I did my little um, break into Chris there, that was very much appreciated. It's always nice to, um, you know, get that adulation. And, oh, yeah. and, and thank you for everybody on that. Um, I know sometimes um, – my views or comments may probably not always be coincide with everybody what they want, but you have to remember it's it's not being malicious to anybody or anything like that. And um, you know, once again, it's my opinion when it comes to certain things, especially when we're talking about shows. But um, uh, just give me time; it's going to take me some time to uh, get back into this this thing at the this swing of things. Um, and um, you know, I, I've been basically out of the loop when it comes to a lot of this stuff. So, so give me a little bit of, you know, don't be too harsh on me, especially when 
Uh, I'm sure in later episodes something comes up that I don't know what Chris or Solpro are talking about. Uh, it's just it's not that I didn't want to, but sometimes when you're in your uh, you know when you're in a different situation and you have different things that you have to deal with, um, it just uh, you know it's it's there. Um, thank you to Chris and Solbro for having me back. Of course, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I guess uh, goddamn on MHQ would not be the same without me because I'm one of the founding members. Absolutely. I guess, yeah, I guess it would be me and you. Or the me, actually, me and you. actually, Chris is the new guy, right? Yeah, he's always been. He always been the new guy to the end of time. Yeah. <laughs> Although he's been in the show since episode four. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't there in episode one, though. Oh yeah, no, no, he'll be. So he's, he's the new guy. He, yeah, he yeah. didn't happen to be here. We conceptualize it, but Chris has been a. A, a incredible part of the show as yeah. well as like I couldn't imagine the show going on with any one of us. It was tough, man. To be honest with you, doing the show without you. Uh, and, although really? we didn't we didn't get a lot of episodes in while you were gone, but just uh, it's it was it's just like a rhythm was good because yeah. we Chris and I you know we can handle the show on our own too. But it's good having that third voice because it's not just back and forth. It's in a circle that we right. can all like throw ideas and 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 add to the conversation. And I, I like. Being in a group, having a conversation as opposed to just a, a back and forth, and it doesn't matter right. whether it's just you and me or you and him. I, I'm so used to it being three of us and the occasional guest that you know I, I dig that kind of dynamic, and I'm uh, I'm really glad that you're back, man. And and I, I think that people have to sometimes realize, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, it it sometimes seems like you know um people gang up on each other you know when it comes to the three of us sometimes you know it, and that's not the case i mean um everybody uh the three of us uh have you know much respect for each other and you know when you do this for like a hundred and something episodes um i'm sure it was tough i mean uh, be honest with you it was tough for me because i would see the time i was like man i wish i could do this and sometimes i was just in like these shitty areas and i'm like i can't do this and i I, and i would and you know and i would watch stuff on the tweets and i would go to mhq and stuff like that but it's it's not the same and you know um you know what um you know the things that um you know that um you know make us different or what makes us alike i I think that's what uh kind of helps it and i'm sure because I remember times when, you know, Solbro or, or Chris were off and I had to do, you know, we had to do one-offs with each other. And, and it is yeah. a little tough because you're, you're sometimes expecting, you know, that, that different point of view or, or sometimes you don't even know what they're going to think, you know, because uh, you know, when it comes to a lot of stuff that we um, uh, review, we don't always, we don't really talk to each other prior to it. We try to keep it spontaneous. Yeah. You just don't know, and you know um, that that's the thing. But um, you know, it's good. And this this new format, it, it, I like I said, I was very, I didn't know what to expect, and 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 that's why I was very, you know, um, I wanted to just kind of be brought into it. I didn't know, and and I didn't know how. I think it, I think it's a, I think it works well, and I think this whole thing, and um, with you see the chats and. And all this stuff works, um, you know, really well with everything. So um, I gotta, I got because um, what gave me the inspiration to yeah. for us to do the show live was all those years show when I did anime movie night, 
and how we just kind of got a rhythm down with that. And it's like we could do yeah. this with Gundam easily. And the one night that we did the uh, the the presentation for G, sorry, uh, not G Reckle, but um, Iron Blooded Orphans. Remember that yes. night where they did that, and we had the chat and the screen and all that. That proved to me that between the three of us, we could do this to take the show live, and right. it allow- allows me to get the show out like almost the next day. Like, yeah. because I'm just doing it uncut, and plus there's a version on YouTube. By the way, guys, if you haven't subscribed on YouTube.com slash live or sorry, GundamMAHQ, go there, hit the subscribe button. You can also watch live every other Thursday um, on, on YouTube.com slash GundamMAHQ slash live. Uh, I didn't announce what we're doing next episode because I'm trying to correlate with some others. Um, there's a, a show that I like to review, as well as a game series I like to review, but I got to sure. talk to Neo and uh, Chris about it first to see if they're going to be okay. free to do it. Uh, if not, we'll put it off until a later episode. But um, if anything, uh, we still got to talk about what we're going to do next episode. Last week, I told them ahead of time. We told them ahead of time we're doing Thunderbolt. So uh, sometimes they'll probably ask, "What are we doing next episode?" It's like, uh, allow me to announce it. If you guys want to find out uh, what we're going to be doing, we'll announce it over on Gundam at MHQ on Twitter and also on the website at Gundam uh, MHQ Make sure to check those wow. out. And, and I'd like to say, too, um, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, all the listeners out there, you can interact with me. You, if you want to, mm-hmm. uh, email me. I may not always, you know, always give me kind of space um, in the aspect of it. I may not, like, respond right away. And it's not because I'm ignoring you or anything like that. I just may not be in the position to do it. But I'd like to hear from people anyways because... I really have been out of the loop on stuff and, and I, you know, and, and it, it's just been, um, you know, it, it would be nice to kind of be brought up into things cause I just, you know, um, I have a, it's good sometimes to be away and you get like a renewed passion, um, you know, to, to do things and, you know, and, and I know sometime and I, and I can tell from this whole new, um, uh, YouTube version that Silver is going on. It's more an interactive thing. So, okay. you know, don't be afraid to uh, interact with me, but just also don't feel bad if I don't get back to you immediately. And it's not because I don't want to, and maybe because I'm just not in a position to do it. So, and 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 Soulbro can kind of back me up on that. So, you know, and. And because I like to hear what's going on, and I was seeing things in the chat, and you know things I need to watch, and things like that. So, um, yeah. Oh, somebody thank me for my my review of the Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Your your review. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to that, it's on the uh, archive for the that audio version. Re- that was reviewed on uh, my iPhone, yeah. and then and then uploaded. And yeah, that I wanted to do more, but I just was after about like January of this year, it, I just couldn't do any of that stuff. So it wasn't that I couldn't, but you know, so absolutely. So if you guys haven't checked out that review, please do, and make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, just yep. search for Gundam. Uh, you can also get our uh, RSS feed from our any of our posts over on. Uh, uh, GundamMHQ.blogspot.com if you guys haven't already um, feel free, download the episode, the audio version will up for this will be up, you're probably listening to the audio version, some of you guys, <laughs> so thank you for supporting that, if you want to watch it live you guys know to find us on YouTube and subscribe there because uh, we do the show every two weeks uh, we'll be back in two weeks for the next episode of Gundam at MHQ episode 180 um, and that's it uh, for myself, for Neo, and for Chris 
you guys yeah. have been listening to the show. Any 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 last words for the time being, sir? Um, stay. What did Rob Burgundy say? Uh, uh, stay classy. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> you, you guys do just that, and I'll go ahead and set you guys free. I will see you guys next episode of Gundamit MHQ. Peace. Christian, buy us all the first poster for Transformers The Last Night. All right, we're not talking about not talking about the silly Transformers peeing on people and all this ridiculousness that we've had in these dumb movies. It's, about, it's, it's like oil. Talking about this poster, and I huge buy for the poster. I think it's fantastic. I think it looks really cool to see Optimus Prime there with the sword. Like if I didn't know if I if there had never been a Transformers movie ever, and Michael Bay had never touched Transformers, and that's the first thing I ever saw as a Transformers fan, I'd be losing my be mind. Jumping around crazy style. Crazy style. Yeah. That poster is everything I wanted Optimus Prime yeah. to look like and look everything with the with the Autobot flag kind of disheveled in the background it's but still badass. It's a heavy it's, metal painting. It could be on the cover of heavy metal. That is a badass poster. Yeah. That is one of the best posters I have seen in a very long time for a movie. I would actually I, hang that poster uh, me up too. if it wasn't and called it, Transformers. And, it, and the only thing it does is make me sad. <laughs> because <laughs> there is no way that this movie is going to live up to this poster. Right, remember There's that just trailer no way. for the extinction? It's like, hey, man, they got the Dinobots yeah. in there. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and, I, and, and I don't want... They do this every time. Yeah. Campy brings it up. We bring it up every time. They... they Get us. They yeah. trick us every time. They give us this amazing poster that puts Star Wars posters to shame. I'll even say really it. That poster, is, that poster is amazing. Um, and, it, it, and they're going to give us the trailer and go, wait a minute, maybe that writer's room did something. Mm. And then they're going to kick you in the balls. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. So. Okay. A, a heart, hearty buy for Christian <laughs> with a little bit of sadness in the last part of that. What do you got, Jeff? <laughs> I'm going to have to hate sell this. Just kidding. I have to buy it. This, this poster is fantastic. It's everything that I dream of, of seeing in like a cool heavy metal style film. Robots fighting some weird, I don't know what those weird like Godzilla evil Skeksis creatures are that are coming in on the right hand side. They look they look frightening and awesome. It's painted. It looks amazing. Uh, I want to see this film. I don't know what the hell we're going to get, but I buy this poster. I am so disappointed in you guys. How quickly you forget what this franchise has done. I'm buying the poster. And I am buying the hell out of this poster. <laughs> this thing is glorious. I want to put this thing up it's in our best. office. I know. Like, you know great. why? Because it looks like a poster that Mondo would make for mm, the 86 yeah. Transformers animated I'm movie. holding a sword. It looks so good. Like, stop doing this to these movies. That's but, right. Okay, look. But we're going to get a trailer, and like Christian said, we're probably going to fall in love with the trailer, too. But I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I do this every time. It's the circle of life, kids. I set myself <laughs> up for glorious design. Disaster, and then when it comes crashing down and I'm in the theater and I cry and I have a physical reaction after the movie, I will apologize for believing in the last night. But right now, my God, that poster yeah. is so Even the font good. for Transformers the last night is cool. This it, is Optimus Prime. Michael Bay hates you. At MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net. Joint. Oh, <laughs> God.
Rock is a dick. <laughs> He's such an asshole. All right. Shit like all the rest Pokey Rock is the car